Welcome to Nintendo Dads episode 381, recorded on June 23rd, 2022. That sounded weird coming out. Anyways, on tonight's episode with special guest Adam Raffle, editor-in-chief for the gamesreviews.com. I had to make sure I added the S at the end of games, because don't go searching anything else other than gamesreviews.com. We talk about the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct and whether or not there will be another Direct, the Fall Guys launch, and what is up with no one going to Gamescom. All that in a bag of chips. Jesse, you know what to do. And welcome everybody to tonight to tonight's episode 381, June 23rd, as I said, with our special guest Adam. How you doing, sir? Doing well. What about you guys? Oh, we're doing fantastic. I always look forward to Thursdays, of course, because I get to hang out with some awesome peeps like you and Jesse. Unfortunately, Justin and Marty couldn't be here because not Jesse. Jesse's here. Justin and Marty couldn't be here. <laughs> because of you know dad life so and adulting and all that kind of stuff so jesse how are you doing uh, doing good uh my wife has has just got back from out being out of town like half hour ago <laughs> so i have to quickly help her unpack stuff before i uh get my computer set up for streaming so wasn't sure i had everything in place but looks like i looks like i'm good good Good. Yeah. You should invite her on. She can come hang out with us. <laughs> she can take over with Sega Moms. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, let's get into the news. Let's start our show off right. And our news is brought to you by the Patreons at our Patreon page patreon.com slash nintendo dads where you can go there and subscribe for a dollar five dollars ten dollars or thirty dollars and each of those levels gives you something different but you can just come and follow us if you want just to stay connected if you like too so but there once you subscribe you can get into our discord where we have all kinds of wonderful people there doing all kinds of wonderful community things uh like dinner table like we do every third friday of the month we do that and hang out and discuss things and all that kind of stuff. And Jesse comes in and gets to hang out there. And some, I still got to get Marty to do it and Justin to do it one of these times, but it's very hard for them to do it. <laughs> but, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Friday, Friday nights are good for Marty. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's tough, tough to do that. So one of these days though, one of these days, maybe I also know the community has been asking for a morning, dinner table too, like a breakfast table. <laughs> so we're going to get one of those going brunch dads. Yeah. We'll do something like that too. Maybe, maybe uh, they'll get involved, but as I don't look, there's my dog, floating puppy. <laughs> Simon. Anyways, we've got lots to cover in the news today, believe it or not. So let's get right into it. And one of the things that we got to cover happened or dropped, we already knew it was coming, but they announced it on the Twitter page was that Pokemon, Snap for the N64 is now live, so you can go there and play it if you have the expansion pack. You guys excited about this? Not particularly. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> so 
I take it that uh, N64 was really not in your wheelhouse or not your type of uh, I, I game had an for N64 this particular. And I, I had this game when when it was new, and I, and I liked it and played the hell out of it. But you know, when it, it just doesn't hold up as well as I remember. Like I, I bought it when it was on Wii Virtual Console, and I'm like, this isn't great. This isn't fun. <laughs> and of course, when new new Pokemon Snap came out last year. Uh, I probably played it just as much. I played two levels and said, I'm kind of done. This okay. isn't great. I think what I'm finding is a lot of these N64 games are not holding up for me. And so like, I'm scared to go back to some that I really enjoyed because like when Mario golf came out on the, with the expansion pass, I went and loaded it up and I'm like, well, I have fond memories of this game. I quit like 10 minutes into the first round of golf. I was like, I'm out. Like this just isn't that fun. Yeah. It's it's missing. I think it's because there's been so many Mario Golf games since then that you you're looking for those quality of life improvements, which obviously aren't going to be there, but you miss them so much. You're like, I'm out. There's better experiences to play and use my time on. So it's it's tough for me because I'm finding more and more that I'm not enjoying these N64 expansion games as much as I think I might. Okay. Yeah, for me, the N64 has, I have no nostalgia for it because I missed that system. Um, so, yes, when I go to play these games, they're new to me, but they don't hold up even for me uh, because of, like you said, some of those uh, uh, enhancements they made over time that aren't there. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited for those who are excited because I know there's a lot of Pokemon Snap fans that are going to have a field day with this going back and hopefully it holds up for them. Uh, and I'm sure we'll hear other people like you, Adam, too, that are just like, you know what? I'm just going to stay away. I had my time with it. I enjoyed it. I'm ready to move on. So, but again, if you have, if you didn't know Pokemon snap is available or should be available now in the expansion pack for you to go play. So go check it out and let us know what you guys think of it too, being able to go back to it. So have we got any comments in there about that yet either? Um, I'm trying to see real quick. It doesn't look like it, but I'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, I don't think so. Not about yeah. <laughs> Snap. But let's get into the big news of the week, which is the Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct, uh, which um, let me just start off right away with this. Wasn't what I was expecting when they announced this Direct coming. I thought, seriously, they were going to do like everybody else. Yeah, they were going to do it a little bit later, but they... We're going to do their normal direct. But when they said it was a game only direct, that threw me off a bit, to say the least. I was a little disappointed because, yes, I was hyped and looking forward to seeing what Nintendo was going to add to the summer of games. Uh, you know, so what about you guys, Adam? What do you think? Where were you I think at? That when it comes to these, this summer of game stuff and, and a lot of the, you know, the stuff that Jeff Keighley's been doing and stuff like that. I think Nintendo has always said to him, essentially, thanks, but no thanks to, to, to what you're creating and what you're doing. We're going to do our own thing. Right. And I, I'm with you. I was shocked that this was just Xenoblade. Um, I mean, people are hyped for that game. It's it's one of their bigger games this year. Um, I'm still on the, the side of things that we're still going to get one. How okay. long? Because I, I don't think they can go through the whole summer with Xbox doing something, with PlayStation doing something, with everybody going, all right, this should be E3 time, but it's not E3 time. So how is how are we going to fill in? I just I can't see them going through 
without a larger showcase of things coming up through the summer. I just don't see them doing it. It might be later. I think in July is what I'm, I would predict. I don't think, I don't think, I think August is too far out. Uh, but if nothing happens in July, then I, I have no idea. Uh, like I could, I couldn't put my thumb on what's going on then. Okay. Yeah. I know there was rumors going around that it was obviously it was supposed to be last week, but that didn't happen. I even jokingly predicted it would be last week, uh, the 14th. Um, but that didn't happen. I think yeah. uh, Kit and Krista even talked about it being last week by Thursday, uh, possibly. But definitely Nintendo's doing something different this time around. And I know there's a rumor of maybe even next Thursday, by next Thursday, uh, still yeah, within the, June. The rumor of the 29th was even going around last week. Yeah. And there was even messages saying the 29th isn't a delay. It was always planned for that. So yeah, okay. we don't we still don't even know if the 29th is a thing. Right. Well, how did you feel about it, Jesse, about this, this, just the game direct first? I, if there will be one on the 29th, I'm glad they got this out of the way. So they yes. don't have to talk about it at all. <laughs> right. We Maybe don't reference, want, there might be a we, reference, you know, we like, don't go want, watch the previous direct. We don't want what happened with E3 when they talked about Chronicles 2 for 15 minutes. Talking yeah. about gra- Grandpa Turtle Onitan, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, and Marty fell asleep, right? Yeah, yeah. I think they so, stopped it because of Marty's comments. I think that's why they didn't do that again. So, <laughs> yeah. So I, so th- this being a standalone direct, at least means we're not going to hear about it within the general direct if we get one. So okay. I, I, I had no arguments. Yep. Are you hoping for one still? Uh, a regular direct? Within, yeah, I, I within think a certain time frame. I, I think, you know, once this game launches, I think there's only one game left, you know, Splatoon 3 that we even know about. So they're going to need to tell. Again, it's not necessarily us. They need to tell. We want them to tell us. They need to tell their investors. <laughs> True. And apparently there's also an investor meeting happening on the 29th. So th- if their direct could be happening the same day as an, a, a talk mm. with investors. Has which, that ever happened before? I don't think it has. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, they, it, I think they have to have something coming. You know, if it's not the 29th, it'll be sometime in July. They, because, you know, well, the, the end of June is the end of fiscal quarter one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Interesting. I'm looking forward to seeing if anything comes next week. Oh, uh, Mecca also says Live Alive. Yeah, that, that's coming That's coming in July. So yes, two July 22nd. Coming. July 22nd. Yep. I, I, figured about, I forgot about Live Alive because Live Alive is not Nintendo published in Japan. Yeah. Because I, I think I talked about this on last week's post show, but, you know, Last month, I mentioned that I bought two game vouchers in, in the J- in Japan region, yes. and I was going to pre-order Live Alive with it, but it wasn't eligible because it's not Nintendo published. It's Square right. published. Right. So, <laughs> so okay, okay, I guess I'm buying that one like normal. Right. Well, speaking of the 
Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Direct, I'm going to go over some of the things they talked about that I thought would be interesting to share here mm-hmm. for our community. And then if you and guys, any of you guys want to chime in, let me know. But before you start, I'll start off by saying I haven't seen this yet. So okay. I have no comments about anything that's in it or not in it because I haven't seen it. Right. Uh, this is, well, I'm, this is the gotta, first time reading these notes are the only reference I have. Yeah. If you got any comments about what I say from their, their I, I may have questions. Views. Yeah. But I'm not going to have facts. All right. So let's the one of the things that I noted that I wanted to bring out here is how does it all connect? And Nintendo pointed out Xenoblade Chronicles 3 connects the futures of the two previous mainline Xenoblade Chronicles games. It also can serve as an entry point for anyone looking to become engrossed in an immense RPG world with dynamic characters, a rich narrative and an epic scope. So one of the things I did see, too, and I don't know if I. Uh, I'll mention it later. So let me let's just, I'll keep going here. So based on that, what I liked about it was that it's tying those two previous games in. So I like that. Uh, the story is based on, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing these right, because I didn't hear it enough. Jesse's good at uh, helping me out here. So in Ionios, Ionios, Ionios sounds right. Ionios. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I would that's how I would guess. Okay, the world of Xenoblade Chronicle Three is Ionios. <laughs> there are two opposing nations, Kevis and Agnes. That sounds like an old lady <laughs> <laughs> whose shoulders fight whose whose soldiers. Geez, fight every day with their lives on the line. Six with their soldiers. with their shoulders. Yes, with their shoulders. Six soldiers hailing from both these warring nations are tasked to take part in a special mission. Learn the truths of their world, a place where every victory in battle and each setback is another chance to change the course of history and triumph triumph over an uncertain destiny. Man, that was tough to read. But again, watching this thing, there's basically six soldiers three from each of these warring nations who team up. And that is basically there's a dynamic that's going on between two, these two nations within the team there that you're struggling with. There's the story there and you're building on that to create so the, your, your connection so of players. So instead of having three, three people on the field, like in the first game, there's going to be six. You can you can change between any of them. Yes, yeah, I don't any know of the six. I, I think, don't know. I think all I six saw are all six. Time, okay, but yes, not at the yeah, same okay. time. But you have six to choose from. Yes, I think that. I think maybe all six are on there. Okay, now that I think that, about the video, I watched it, rewatched it today, and the fact that I can't remember is because I is do pretty... remember that something happens and they get to form the Voltron. Yes, that will be <laughs> yeah, coming. They, in. That's called the fuse. And actually, yeah. I'll bring that up right now. Fuse. Ouroboros, Voltron. Th- yes. Ouroboros. Through interlinking two characters in your party, you can fuse into a fiercely powerful form known as an Ouroboros. And Ouroboros. I still think of inscription. Inscription, yeah. Ouroboros <laughs> yeah. Can, chain, can join chain attacks and use powerful Ouroboros arts. Uh, so there are arts different kinds of attacks you can do so uh and i think there's some of them i mentioned here under battling you can harness powerful abilities called arts link multiple arts with stunning chain attacks and you can also learn powerful master arts and fusion arts for even more devastating attacks so 
There's a lot of stuff going on. It's really cool looking during the video, uh, especially the fusing to the Ouroboros uh, characters. It, it's been, it was, I used to like drawing stuff. Uh, I still do, but I haven't had the time to draw. Um, back in the day, I would draw comic book characters, some of my favorite characters and stuff. And these characters look like things I would love to draw if I could. So, cause they were that sweet looking. Um, before I go any further, Adam, anything uh, standing out to you yet on some of this stuff? Uh, going back to like the, the six character things, the three from each of those two tribes, I was kind of shocked that it seemed like they indicated there's only like three classes. There's an attacker, a defender, and a healer. Yes. And what I thought was odd about that, and, and maybe I'm forgetting Xenoblade Chronicles 2, but I feel like for this type of game, there should be more classes than three. I, I think don't know there was subclasses though too, or like subclasses. Okay. Like there's those those three areas that you can specialize in, like in healing, defense, and offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it looked like like one of the classes that I liked was the Zephyr. Mm-hmm. But I think the class was Swordsman. I think for that, yeah. yeah. So there's the Swordsman's right. class, but then there's the different classes or Maybe different a subclass underneath it. Yeah. So I I was um. And I'm sure we'll talk about all our general opinions of it all at the end. But this, this, when I just started seeing some of this stuff you're talking about, the fusing and all that stuff, I, I was, I'm on board. Yes. Like I was, I was on the fence big time before this happened. <laughs> and I was like, well, how did they top? Cause I didn't think one was that great personal opinion. I thought two was fantastic. Um, and I forget what they're called now, but they had those, those secondary creatures you brought with you into battle and you could have a couple different ones. And so I was like, well, what are they going to do this time around? And we hadn't really seen what they were going to do. But now that we see this, this uh, Ouroboros or whatever they are called, like, I'm just, that was the thing I needed. And the second I saw that, I was like, all right, <laughs> this is, this is going to be the game. I'm going to put a lot of time into. There you go. And sorry to interrupt real quick. I want to shout out to the Nintendo pals. Thank them for rating us. So we got a raid over here on Twitch. So appreciate that very much. Hope they had a good time uh, playing fall guys. Uh, I was watching a little bit of that before we started our show. So uh, also, did I get my points? Cause I made a bet over there that I would get some points over there. Yes. They were gambling over there, by the way. So, <laughs> but anyways, back to our topic did, here. Did we, you just say everyone's going to lose and, and, and got the points for it. Yeah. I actually, the last one I got to <laughs> vote that everybody would win and I'm hoping they did win. It looked like they got pretty far. So, <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, back to Xenoblade Chronicles three, we're talking about the classes a little bit. One of the things I like there too is that you can change classes to match your allies. So in the middle of a battle, I guess, too, if I understood that correctly. So you can also swap characters during a battle to round out the group's classes. So very interesting dynamics going on there for the that look different from the last two Xenoblades. Do you um, like these games, Tim? I have not played the last two. Okay. Um, I... I, if anybody knows, I take a very long time to play long games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breath of the Breath Wild, of the Wild says hi. <laughs> yes, I'm still playing that one over five years. So, and I want to get this one done before Live Alive comes. So, mm-hmm. I just I saw a lot of people like liking that you could swap between characters in fights. Yeah, and I'm I'm of the I'm, like I'm sitting there and I'm going well either I play these games wrong but I just in any game like this I pick a character and I just play that character the whole time 
Okay. I, I'm not one to jump between. And and I saw people are like so excited about this ability to swap on the fly. And I'm like, oh, this that, must be a big thing. Cause that's what I, I normally do. do. And that's normally why I don't like games with job systems because they require you to swap things around. And I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Especially if you're trying to build up, I guess, to build up a character. So. All right. Before let's see. Oh, exploring. I want to mention exploring the uh, so traversing Ionios. The locations you visit are saved as landmarks that you can quickly select and travel to, making traversing this giant world more manageable. And the reason you'll like that too is because kind of like Breath of the Wild, which this developer helped with a lot. Uh, wander. You can wander freely or follow a trail to your next destination by enabling a navigation feature. And a couple times through the video, they mentioned the wander freely in this large area that you can take your time, even though, you know, part of the story is to, you know, get things done by a certain amount of time, just like breath of the wild, you can take your time by exploring the land as well. So that's why I'm like, oh man, if I'm going to play this one, I need to definitely finish Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so, uh, what did you guys think of that about the freely exploring type of thing? Just kind of like some of those Breath of the Wild elements into this game. I like it, although I get too sidetracked. This is the problem I find with open world games, and and I love a good open world game. There's a lot of open world games on my. I guess they have to be called on my backlog because I just haven't finished them. Yeah. Because I get sidetracked by this, by that. And before you know it, the next game's launched and I've put the game down and I've walked away and I'm like, oh, I'm missing this great story. Mm -hmm. And so there are times when I think about games like this and I'm like, man, I kind of would love something linear, but that's still this because then I would actually maybe finish it. Um, But I mean, when I watch the video though, like the the world looks awesome. It looks varied in terms of what you're going to see. Uh, I don't know if you have it on your notes, but the day night cycle, being able to swap around and see different or see the environment in different ways with different yes. monsters and uh, the ability to quickly jump between those landmarks is going to be great for, for just getting around the map. Cause I remember in Xenoblade Chronicles two, you do a lot of running around like a lot to get from A to B. Um, I'm, I, I'm excited for it. I, I think the, the changes they've made from two to three in terms of world traversal is it's pretty good. Um, and I guess now just to see if it holds up further than what they showed in 30 minutes, because if that's all we get, all the, like what we saw is what we get. And you're just going to see that over and over again, that's going to be rough. Um, but I'm excited, I guess I would say for just exploring this world. Cause it looks like it's full of stuff. Right. Well, I'm, I'm excited because obviously they've had their hand with breath of the wild and probably breath of the wild too. So I'm, I'm guessing some of that DNA has, has come over to this game as well. So I think as much fun as you have, at least for me, I have so much fun and reason why I haven't completed breath of the wild is because of exploring and getting sidetracked. Uh, but I do like what they are offering here with the ability to uh, use the uh, next destination uh, guide where you get that red, you know, kind of fog or whatever streamline to help point you in the right direction, which is really cool in the game. Not only just so you don't have to look at a map, but Mm -hmm. at least you can see, you know, Hey, go this route to be more completely optional. Yeah. Which I noticed some people, you know, you you get in that comment of our games made too easy nowadays and all that jazz. And I saw people like really upset by this. 
oh, well, yeah. it takes the fun out of trying to figure out where you got to go and actually taking it all in. I'm like, it's an just optional. Turn it it's optional. Yeah. Just turn it off. Like, <laughs> turn why, it off. Don't why use is it. a problem? <laughs> I'm glad it's there because it'll help me. It might help me actually stay on track. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that if, if you're, if you're going to be upset about anything is when companies or developers, I guess, don't give you options. You know, if they only give you one, I can understand. We also have to keep in mind, especially from a developer point of view, there's, they're trying to develop the game for you to have an experience. So that's why maybe an option to do certain things isn't there, but at least in this case, they allow you, Hey, if you want to be linear, you can go use this tool. If not, then you can wander freely and, you know, decide when you want to go back on track or not. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. Um, anything else about the game before I move on to the expansion pass information? Nothing. Okay. All right. It's not. Let's go with it. There, there's going to be, there's going to be a lot to do. If you like games, yes. with a lot to do, then this one will tide you over. You could probably skip a couple Nintendo releases and pick them up at the holidays based on what I saw in that video. This will keep you busy for a while. Yeah, Before you, you start expansion pass, when I heard that they're doing, adding more content on top of this, I just think back to my little rant from last week or the week before, I forget how long ago that was where I, I don't like them adding new stuff to games for the sake of adding new stuff to games. Yeah, you know, oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into it any more than that because I've done it before. But okay, you know, I, well, I, I can understand. My that thoughts too. are well documented. <laughs> One of the I things will I... say though, the the Torna expansion for the last game was a hefty, good story. Like a really at least good that story. was standalone. You could buy that, that by itself and have a time. That's a good. Point, I don't know right? if it's good time or not, but you'll have a time. <laughs> it it was a good time. I I can I can tell you that. But I guess now that I think about that, you're right. This one's not. This is a. This could borderline that expansion for sake of expansion. So one of the things that I liked about this particular expansion pass, and I agree with you to a certain extent with you, Jesse, as well, about just oh everybody's doing you know DLC, so we're gonna you know here's our DLC, you know before they even launch the game, but. I've seen it more and more, and I've heard this asked of Nintendo in the past. Where's the roadmap? Let us know what you're going to be doing with this game up yeah. front. Again, the investors want it. That's why they're doing it. Yes. So I, I, get, I, I get that, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. No, it does not mean you have to like it. I like it for the fact of I know it's coming. Okay, I, I don't have to sit here and guess. If I like this game, will there be DLC or not? I already know there is. So if you want to buy it ahead of time, you're, you can pre-order it now, I guess, if I remember correctly. It's available for pre-order in Nintendo eShop. Yes. So it is available as of that direct uh, or later after that direct. You could buy the, the uh, expansion pass for this game for $30. So yes, it does make this a $90 game in the US. So, But I like the fact that it's you don't have to buy this. You can just buy the $60 game. You know what expansions are going to come, what's going to be added you can always, on. They you gave can always a roadmap. pay the $30 later. Yes. And that's what I like about it is that you, you know that they're going to do waves kind of like what we've seen with monster hunter. If you've been watching that Capcom has been on top of letting us know 
when those updates are coming and what what they're what, what's free or what's going to be D- DLC and all that kind of stuff. We had a roadmap there, and then we even with Sunbreak, um, Sunbreaker is it Sunbreaker Sunbreaker? I can't remember. Just think it's a Sunbreak. Sunbreak. So even with that. It's, There's like four uh, four add-ons to it. Yeah, they have it's add-ons gonna go, to that It's going to go into the end of next year. Yep. So, I think that was the rant. That, that triggered my rant last week. <laughs> right. So the additional content will be released in four waves from the game's launch through the end of 2023 and includes helpful items, new outfits, color variants, challenging battles, new quests, new hero characters, and even a new story scenario. So a lot going on for 30 bucks there which will be interesting to see if they do what you just mentioned, Jesse, about the previous game, having their expansion pass with the Torna, he said. So yeah, but if it'll be a separate game, a separate. Because they're they're saying this up front, I don't think it will be. Because of the expansion pass. Okay. That makes sense. And my guess is March of next year, you know, just before they add the last bit of it, It'll be part of NSO expansion pack. Okay. Like just before the end of fiscal quarter, right? Fiscal year next year. That's, that's my prediction. All right. What do you think, Adam? <laughs> what do you think of that prediction? Uh, no, I think it's a pretty sound one. <laughs> they'll get all their early adopters. They'll all pay up. I could see, though, they'll deal with a little back. Have they done that yet? They haven't done it yet. They haven't charged for something that they then gave away. So this would be a first. free later. They've every time they've had a DLC that they charged, they said mm-hmm. right up front, or you you can get this for free. Uh, you, that if, makes it tough then. That this would yeah. <laughs> if I back so, your prediction, Jesse, this would be a first. <laughs> yeah, it would, I, I agree. <laughs> it, it, it it's a hard swill to to take, but I think that I think that's where they're going to go with this. They're going to say it's free later for those who didn't buy it to try to get those last minute people to to pick it up again or buy the game in the first place if they didn't this time mind you if it i will say this if i bought the expansion pass today um or you know pre when the game launches okay. and six eight months later they tell me oh now it's free i'm probably not that upset no, Maybe I'm in you, the minority. You were I'm able to play it six months before the, the, those yeah. who are getting it for free. So you're you're getting the content you're that you're paying mm-hmm. for. Yeah. The, so the I don't alternative think do is waiting and hope to get it free later. You know, that's like, oh, this this thirty dollar game launched on Epic Game Store. I'll wait six months for them to give it away free on Thursday. Mm. Or on PS Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> Yep. Gotcha. Well, um, also I want to throw in there that there is going to be amiibo compatibility. So you can tap any compatible amiibo to acquire helpful in-game items for your adventure. But specifically, if you tap the Shulk amiibo, you'll change the character sword to Piers the Monado. It's Monado, right? Monado. 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 The iconic weapon from the original. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> from the original Xenoblade Chronicles game when using the sword fighter class. So, and it looked like they're going to re-release that amiibo as well. So they better. Yes. So I have it. <laughs> I, have I sure as hell don't have it. <laughs> 
I have to ask, are you guys um, regular Amiibo users? I am. No. You are? Okay. I am. I, especially is, in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> my Amiibo have like an inch of dust. Yeah. On each one of them. They're all I was open. Talking, I, don't I was talking to boxes. someone. I was like, yeah, I have a, you know, I, I, I write about Nintendo. I have a Nintendo YouTube channel where I play Nintendo games. And I don't own a single Amiibo. I don't own one. <laughs> I had a whole bunch. And my wife was like, all right, either use these things or move them because they're taking up space. So I gave them to my brother-in-law and I've never looked back. <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm, I'm glad, uh, Tim, that you're that you're a user. So that means that there are people like that. Because every time I see them, people are collecting them and hoarding them and everything yep. else. So I'm actually, doing both. I'm hoarding them all so I can use them in a game. <laughs> there you go. But you want to use them. Yes. Okay. Like, I, was I, just curious. I, I, I bought the Metroid ones, one, planning on using them. But since I liked Metroid as much as I did. <laughs> I never opened the box. So it's still in box. Yeah. Makes sense. And I did I actually bought for Breath of the Wild because I've been playing it more. I bought the the um don't tell Nintendo this, but I bought the cards, the <laughs> NFC cards. <laughs> so I could Cheater. I ha- that way I could carry all the Zelda ones with me in my case. So in case I need it, you know, like the dog, I could uh, easily get that. Plus it was that that particular card allows me to have the 20 heart um, oh, yeah. link dog. So, oh, so it was a, cool. it was a preloaded cheating dog. Yeah. I'm, I'm, che- I'm a cheater. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely a cheater. So and my, it, my, my dog, I mean, only gave me three hearts. <laughs> <laughs> So I never, I, again, I never played the Wii U version. Yeah, my I have that amiibo, and it only gave me three hearts. So when I found out that that particular card gave me the twenty heart version, that's what made me get the set was because of that. So I was like, heck yeah, give me that card. <laughs> <laughs> so plus, I don't have the um, the uh, the goblin one or whatever you call those the the those particular characters. I don't have that amiibo, so that I got the card version of that. So. But anyways, uh, going back to uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3, it launches July 29th for 60 bucks. I'm sure everybody knows that. And pre-orders are available. So um, any other comments about this? Oh, and side note too. Did you guys see Gary's character? The, no. You guys, may, if, if anybody's been a fan of Nintendo Death long enough, you remember Gary Gray? There's a, there's a gray character in the game in the video so jesse you wouldn't have seen you wouldn't have seen it because you didn't watch the video but oh, there's a character called okay. gray and i sent <laughs> i sent a picture over out there saying that he's one i didn't know gary was in the game so just any of the nintendo dads listening if you if you're watching if you're into the xenoblade chronicles and you are on twitter shout out to gary gray alumni nintendo dad you know <laughs> Tell him we said we can't wait to see him in the game. So, <laughs> all right. Any other final comments? All right. And any comments in the chat? I know I saw somebody talk about they were disappointed in not getting a full direct, but they're also, I think, excited about the Xenoblade game. So, um, see, Ebisel, we're not going to get a not E3 direct. I don't know. We were talking about that. <laughs> so, Everything just is kind of thrown off. Nintendo every now and then likes to throw that wrench in there, right? To throw us for a loop. And I think, uh, what did I see? I think it was uh, 
Kit from Kit and Krista, he posted something about that, uh, about doing this takes away that um, routine that Nintendo was on that we were kind of getting used to where we kind of expected maybe they would do a direct now here in June. And then, you know, kind of getting used to this pattern. If this was a normal E3 cycle, this would have been a treehouse segment. Yes, that's true. That's very we true. Probably but it would have come have after it. the direct. Yeah, so it probably would have been talked about on the direct, and then a treehouse segment later. But at least now, again, we get it out of the way. So if we get yeah. our 29th or July direct, they don't have to talk about this at all. Well, being that they switched it up, this is what I was ex- would have expected. Now that we've got this this game direct, is that they would have done the Animal Crossing thing, where it would have been a full direct. But announced in that direct, there would have been a more specific direct about Xenoblade Chronicles 3 at a later date, like they did with Animal Crossing's uh, update. Um, so that's what I, that's what kind of surprised me that, that we got this. And then but but not even a mention of a, that would have been interesting, too, if they did this direct and then at the end say, look forward to our next direct, you know, coming up kind of like thing that would have been interesting. But and then we would have been speculating about what would have been in there, you know, <laughs> but anyways, imploded. Right. So that was the direct. Hopefully we'll get another one. If not, this will be an interesting next couple of weeks. <laughs> so speaking of which, um, which is kind of going along what we're seeing, not having this full direct Nintendo, along with PlayStation, Activision, Blizzard, take two will not be attending Gamescom in 2022. So with that, no major direct, no Gamescom. What is going on with Nintendo, guys? Well, are they? Did they? Anyone say why they're not going? Are they still? Uh, are they still? And rightfully so, uh, worried about the pandemic, because yeah, it's not over yet, fellas. It's it yeah right. It, it is possible that is the reason they did not say. From what I saw. They did not say anything about the pandemic specifically causing them. They just said they would be not going. They're just noping year. out. Yeah. They, they, they did call out, um, you know, that they've been part of it for the past several years and blah, blah, blah. But this year they decided to sit this one out. My, you know, my w- one thought is game. The, I don't think the attendance of Gamescom will be normal. It will be half or a quarter of what it normally is. And just because of that, this foot traffic, some people might say it's not worth going. You know, okay. In, in terms of companies where are going to say it's not worth going because they're not going to get the foot traffic they would normally get. Good point. Because it is more of a public show. Yes. Yes. Adam, how about you? I don't know. I do we even think of, of all of everything that's happened the last couple of years outside of some of the stuff that happens in Japan? Do we see Nintendo really going to much ever again, or at least not ever again, but let's say for the near future, like they, they just, I think they feel like they just don't need to. I would like we need to bring to, back space world is what we need to do. <laughs> I would like them to take some of these tours that they do and maybe launch them at these things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like here's the, Here's the um, 
tour that we're going to do, but it's going to start off at this event. So like say E3, if E3 does one again, a, a in-person event or even a PAX thing, you know, like here's the tour, it'll start here and then we'll take it on the road after that event is over so that the public can experience in places that they can't go to that show. That's what, how I would like to see them do it. Um, Cause it kind of reminds me of the auto show. Uh, and I know I bring this up because I'm from the Motor City, of course, a lot. But that's what I'm familiar with. I've gone Love to the plenty auto of show. auto shows. Love the yes. auto show. This is where you got the major one here in Detroit mm-hmm. and then major ones in other countries. But then they have the smaller ones that go on throughout our country in the U.S. and surrounding areas uh, that hi- that sometimes they highlight different things. Like they, mm-hmm. do a, they do an auto show out in California that highlight different things that they wouldn't highlight here in Detroit. Like Detroit is all about the probably more of the the faster cars, the muscle cars, cars. the trucks and all that. And California is more about the electric cars Mm -hmm. uh, and things of that nature or even the customized cars. I I remember if I remember correctly in the past. So and then other, you know, shows throughout the the year. So that's what I always thought it would be kind of cool if if companies did something like that or if each. E3 or the ESA guided that way to where it's like, okay, we'll do our major one in the summer and then through up through the holidays or something, we'll do some smaller ones or work with the other areas like packs mm-hmm. or what you, what have you. I, I just look at, I look at the way Nintendo has been doing things and you compare it to Xbox and you compare it to PlayStation. I, from a media perspective, I knew about, or we had our invitation for the Xbox fan fest weeks in advance um with the playstation the state of plays we're getting those two weeks in advance nintendo continues to be we don't need to do it because we're going to drop something tuesday it's going to be the hottest thing on the planet we're going to tell you (laughs) it's happening thursday everybody's going to buzz about it and we're going to have thousands and thousands of people watch this thing live right with with no effort like it is no effort that's all good points and, and I think that what percentage of fans are going to these events? Like if you're talking about not letting your fans down or doing something for your fans, I just don't think attendance is high enough. I don't think the costs are worth it to spend all this money to bring out all this stuff when it seems like this whole online YouTube announce it Tuesday, run it Thursday, direct stuff is, is just doing so so well yeah and i think if we ever see that fall off i think you'll see them go back to more show stuff because i think about mario odyssey and seeing all the awesome like little statues and in the the treehouse area they built up that year at e3 that was really cool like seeing that stuff online i didn't get to experience it but it was cool to see but i mean if they don't need it yeah they don't really need it well, they are still doing a tour, so that's why I brought that up because they still do have their, you know, big city tours that they do, and that's why I thought it would be cool to, yeah. you know, start it at an event mm-hmm. where there's people, launch it there, and then take it around the country. The cost of those tours though can't be that high. Yeah, and that just way the, they, it's just it, a trailer, right? Right, it's all loaded up in a trailer or two or a just truck move or whatever. City to city, yeah, right? it's cheap. That way you don't have to blow it up into the millions of dollars of a, a of a set piece, but you mm-hmm. can do, you know, here's the tour. We're going to launch here. We'll do our presentation here w- with the tour. And then 
then you just go on the tour. And then that way everybody can have a chance to experience what they saw at say E3, if -hmm. they were watching it, and then they can actually demo some of those things that you might've had at E3. Uh, But maybe that's more old school thought too, because now they have the online demos that you can do like steam and all that kind of stuff. So maybe Nintendo will get to that point to where they'll have demos around that time when they do that. And they do in some cases and not at all, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. I think it's still evolving a lot of this stuff. So it's, it's fun to watch, but also uh, kind of a bummer for me because I still have never been to an E3 and it doesn't look like I'll be able to go to the same type of E3 I read about when I was a kid. So, yeah. And you know what? It's hard to really say definitively that something's going to happen just because of the current state. Yeah. So who knows? Three years, four years from now. I mean, I'm putting a, putting a really long time on it, giving us lots of time to get out of this. Who knows? Maybe things just go back. I think in three to four years or maybe a little bit longer, but I'll say probably go to E3 with a VR headset on. That's how I'll get to E3. <laughs> yeah, that's The problem is E3 has kind of, shown how irrelevant they are yeah over the past three years because you know yeah they were irrelevant at one point i'm not taking that away from them but when they went away the industry adapted and we can't they didn't we can't ungenie that bottle right and at the same time side note maybe this doesn't apply to everybody but it's not like this industry is flush with cash either to be sending people like it's expensive yes And you see more and more companies cutting writers and cutting their journalists, cutting all their, all their staff and trying to go as bare bones as possible. Makes me think even they don't want to spend the money on hotels and tickets and everything else to get their staff there. I I just think it's becoming, you know, the way the industry is going, even from the, the financial aspect of it, not just these big companies who have to spend millions on these sets, I think even from the the journalists, even your everyday fan, like it's expensive to go. It is, yeah. It is, and like I, I said, think I, I had when I went when I went in twenty eleven. I think I had two thousand dollars budgeted for everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> why I'd be happy to do. It's the probably VR triple thing. that, not necessarily triple that, but at least double that now. I'd be happy to do the VR th- thing, or you know, later on down the line, Hollow Deck. So at, I'll be at happy least with that. <laughs> plus side, you know, if, if it was a VR thing, you can wander around a virtual hall, but mm-hmm. then you can actually play a demo because yeah, without... you're, you're there with a controller in your hand exactly. and a screen in your face already. I'm looking forward to that one day. Yeah. And you're skipping the lines. <laughs> yep, there's no lines unless they do a virtual line. <laughs> you want to make you this stand in line. authentic E3 experience. Yeah. You got to stand in line. <laughs> That's the that was the I, fun part though standing I, in line I, right. I actually Especially made a when joke you had about pass. that back when I used to write you know would write for VG Tribune. Uh, I remember I think the the year they had Smash Brothers Wii U at Best Buy's to try. You know, of course, I had I had to stand in line for like two hours before it would even start to move, and I, I would actually wrote that into my article is the to get. <laughs> Simulating the authentic E3 experience, waiting in line. <laughs> yep. You could choose. Do you want to simulate the line experience or not? <laughs> All right. Well, it'll be interesting to see what Nintendo does this year uh, since they're changing things up a little bit. Um, 
And of course, we like to we are hungry for this information because we we just love Nintendo and want to hopefully, you know, see if some of our predictions come true. <laughs> All right, moving on, we, we'll talk about a few other news items here. Uh, one of those being Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes drops. Um, while you're listening to this, uh, it, not right now. If, if you're if watching you're live, to it, if you're listening to it right now, it launches in 69 minutes. Okay. If you're watching live, yes. Yeah. Uh, but if you're listening to this, it dropped today. Uh, and I wanted to talk about some of the did what Digital Foundry found when they uh, played it and uh, see what your guys' thoughts are on this. So Digital Foundry's notes, uh, 810p uh, when docked, 540p to 648p in handheld mode but consistently runs at 30 frames per second. What do you guys think of those stats? For uh, the display doesn't bother me for a Warriors game. It's crazy. It's like crazy hectic. Like I I don't know anybody that's pulling a Warriors game out to play and just want it to look like the best thing they've ever played in their lives. Like that's not why you're there. So the whole, that doesn't like the fact that they're, they're solid 30 frames is is way more important to me because of the type of game it is. You can't yeah. be having drops in that because right. seeing the enemies go flying and, and your awesome finishing moves, and, and that's what you want to play. That's what you want to see. And if it's stuttery and garbage, you're done. Yeah. It could look amazing, but you're done. I think that's so I think what we had that problem in the last one, right? Where the, the frame rate dropped too low. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if they're pushing 60 at some points and it drops down to 40, yeah, it's still above 30. It still should be good, right? You notice that. Mm-hmm. So I agree. If it's 30 fixed and stays there, great. You know, it's a switch. What can we expect out of almost, almost six year old hardware that was PS4 era hardware at best, anyway, right? When right. it was new, people are still expecting 4K 60 out of the Switch. What's what's wrong? I have a I have a button here. What's wrong with you? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. This is one of those games. I love the warrior type styles games because of it's basically hack and slash for me. You know, just go in there. And Did you play the demo? Guns blazing. I have it downloaded. I haven't played it, so I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait to play the full game or whatever. So, and it'll probably sit there until I finish Breath of the Wild. For, <laughs> but I want to play this game. So, and I did play uh, it'll Age of Calamity you when live too. Alive launches. Right, exactly. There's like like you were talking about Adam. There's just so many games that just pull me in different directions. It's like because I want to play them, and then and then I get this hope to be able to finish some of them, but. I don't know. I just can't stay focused like Jesse does with, you know, here's a game. I'm going to play that and get it done and I'm done. So. <laughs> yeah, which is part of why I don't like seeing these games expanded because when I'm done with the game. I'm done. I don't want to go back. Right. Mm-hmm. And I tried going back with Breath of the Wild to do the DLC. I never finished any of that DLC. Okay. Good point. All right. Any, uh, any other, any other comments about Fire Emblem? Adam, are you picking this one up? Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll get it. I played the demo. Um, I'm not a big, uh, I'm not a Dynasty Warriors fan. I'm not a Samurai Warriors fan. But these Nintendo spinoffs, the Fire Emblem, the Hyrule, 
I've enjoyed them. Yes. Uh, I've enjoyed the story of them. And this one, especially, and, and I don't think this is any kind of spoilery stuff, but you know, most, I hate menus. I hate setting up in menus. I, I, and even in, I think Hyrule Warriors was this way between your battle fights, you're in menus. And I love that this one has you in that. It gives you that three houses feel when you're in the camp between your fights, you can interact if you want, or if you don't want to, you just hop into the next one, but you can interact. You can actually go to the shops, upgrade the shops. And I don't think that's in any other, I think all of them, unless I'm mistaken, I think all of them are at least almost all of the warriors games. Everything between fights is all menus. And I think oh, your hardcore Warriors fan is going to say, I know I the, the Dragon Quest one. Oh, it's, I, yeah. I, on, I played on PS4. That one did have ha, an interactive map to run around. Okay. I didn't, I didn't play the second one, so I can, I can only talk to but, the first. But it's not common for the, for it the is. Series. I agree. It's not common. And so I think the hardcore Warriors fan is probably not going to enjoy this because they want the, just the menus because they know the menu system. I'm going to go here. I'm going to upgrade this. I'm going to go here, and, upgrade that. I'm going to get these items and I'm off. And once you know the menu, it's snappy, snappy, snappy. It's just snappy. But I think they really, with this with this one, at least from the demo that I've played, I think they really want to, as much as possible, maintain that Fire Emblem Three Houses feel, carry that, what people are familiar with running around the school, translate it to a camp and give Fire Emblem fans the same feeling. Um, nice. So it's going to be interesting. I, I'm I'm excited. I mean, the critical reception I think has been fairly strong. I've and and kind of disappointing. I've seen everywhere from six and a half to nine. So it's kind of actually been all over. I think mix. the Metacritic's at an eighty-three, maybe or an eighty. It's um, still not bad. Which is not bad. No, I, I'm just curious to see how those hardcore fans are going to react to this one. Yep. Especially you know those who enjoyed the um, three hopes or three mm. houses one. So yes, so which I did. Yeah. I enjoyed that game a I, lot. So yeah, I'm not much of a fan of Musou games. I did play the Zelda, the first Zelda one in the Wii U, and then I played Dur- the Dragon Quest one, and I, I got got to a stuck point and I couldn't beat anything else. So it, it, which kind of hindered me from starting to play the second game in that series because I don't want to get stuck. I don't want. I know. I I don't want to play a game. I know I'm going to get stuck on because I can <laughs> spend my time somewhere else, where I don't know I'm going to get stuck later. For me, it's again, it's more just you know, let me just go in and start beating up bad guys. So <laughs> when, when I was what setting I up, to. when I was setting up my demo, it was like you know they give you the um, and I don't know if this is common because I don't play them enough to know, but when they give you like the the casual, easy, normal, or hard. And I'm sitting there, I'm like scrolling up. I'm like, casual. They're like, <laughs> they're like, do you want permadeath on or do you want to keep all your people? I'm like, yeah, keep all my people. Because I don't I don't want to do all the upgrading. And I think if you set it to the easiest settings, you can just mash your way through. Nice. And just enjoy the story. And, and that's what I'm there for. So I do right. love the accessibility in this one. I don't know if it's in all of them. I, I'd have to really go back and actually look. Right. I don't that's even been, remember. That's been the a feature with one. Fire Emblem games for a while. I think yeah. this is the first. I think it's a Fire Emblem thing, not a Muso thing. Okay. So, yeah, you could you can play. You can put this thing on like it almost like it's on auto drive and it plays itself for you. Awesome. Like there's tons of of that accessibility stuff right off the top, which I think will be great. Oh, what a world we live in. All these games to play and so little time. So <laughs> that's why you want the game to play itself. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So moving on to uh, the next piece of news, which is Amazon Prime Days are coming July 12th and 13th. Is there, do either of you use this time to pick up any games and add more games to your backlog or uh, get a game that you missed or update some hardware, if you will? Can I admit something? Go for it. I don't think I've ever looked once at Amazon Prime Day in my entire life. Good for you. I Good wouldn't start. even know how don't good the deals are or how bad <laughs> they are because I'm, I just, I hear everybody talk about it and I'm like, nope, nope. Well, I'm not the do problem it. is there's so many deals that it's hard to find the one find anything that you're interested in. You pretty much have to if you I want to buy this item, is it a, and then find out is, is it this on sale? sale or not? That's probably yeah. the easier way to do it. Yeah, I I normally you know I, I'm mostly digital, so almost so uh, if I do buy stuff on Amazon, it's normally not gaming related. But well, between my wife and I, we we'll we'll, we'll go through. Eight to eight to twelve Amazon orders a month. <laughs> so yes, whether it's a sale or not, we you know we use Amazon. So <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll look through it, see if anything's out there that I I could use, but there isn't anything I'm specifically looking for. For me, I'm going to be looking to see if I can get one of those Samsung TVs, twenty two T twenty twenty two TVs, which I doubt will be on sale. Probably be more the twenty twenty one ones, but if they have any 2022 Samsungs, I want one of those because that has that will have the Samsung gaming hub, which has the cloud. Is that the Stadia in it? Has Stadia, will have Xbox. Um, and then the it's basically a gaming hub on your TV, built in your TV. Basically the same type of gaming hub you have on your phone if you use mm-hmm. Samsung phones, so which I do. So I'm excited about that and wanted to check that out. I'm in the market. So, Everyone's talking those- about Go ahead. I was gonna say I do want one of those uh, those picture frame TVs, the ones that look like they're Samsungs, right? I don't even know what they're yes. called, but we're we're renoing our upstairs, and my wife is like, "I want a TV, but I really don't want it to look like we have a TV hanging there on the go. wall." So I'm in the market for one of those. So maybe I will have to actually pay attention this year. Yeah, maybe take a take a look. Usually, those are one of the things they have in, on sale. In fact, they had a preview list and. Maybe check the check the preview list because I think maybe one of those things were on sale, but already for the preview. Because I think have... the Canadian deals are different than the U.S. ones, though. True, true. That's yeah. okay. I'll just ship it to your house, and then we'll have all to right. Meet up. Sounds good, and we'll meet <laughs> up. I'll cross over the. I'll cross the border, and we'll uh, we'll we'll meet we'll in Fort Huron or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone talks about the 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 Apple infrastructure. You know, if, if when you're in. So the ecosystem, in, yeah. The ecosystem, yeah. So you're in the Samsung one. Yes, I I am sort of. Uh, I just I've been using their phones and prefer them, and I do have their TVs. <laughs> I did not buy their appliances because I've heard horrible stories about them. In fact, they're low on they're high on the excuse me the high on the repair list. So, oh man, I got a Samsung washer and dryer. <laughs> Those ones were a little bit lower. I was looking for kitchen appliances that were high uh, up on the list. So I think you're okay, but just keep an eye on those things. All right, moving on. We got a uh, squid research lab dropped Twitter post about new hairstyles coming for the characters. Uh, Adam, are you into the Splatoon three coming out later at all? My kids want it. So okay. we'll be getting it. I'm, I'm just not a Splatoon guy. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't think I'm a online sh- shooter guy. Okay. I'm just club. not good at it. I'm just not good at it. <laughs> I think that's the yeah. long and short of it. I'm not good at them. Like and fair enough. Fair enough. I'll mess around with it when it comes out for you know a couple of weeks. And I did with two and I did with one. Yeah. I, I'll enjoy it. At least this time around, I have kids who are now going to pick it up and make my, you know, in Canada, it's $80 now or maybe even $90 for a game. So at least now my kids will pick it up and they'll have a great time with it. So I won't feel as bad about making the purchase, (laughs) but it's just, it's not, it's not really my thing. Yeah. I'll probably be getting it uh, because I've noticed more and more multiplayer games are not my thing either. I did not pick up strikers uh, because of that. Because um, <clears throat> I, you know, I want to play it. Don't get me wrong. Just it would have just been sitting there because all my kids are older now. We wouldn't have been playing it together. Um, and even though the community is doing it, I just, I just don't do well at the multiplayer stuff either. So, but Splatoon, I'll probably get because my daughter is going to get it. She's seventeen and into those type of things, and I'll probably hang out with her and play with that play with that game with her too so and i think that's that's the thing right like if my oldest my oldest is 12 and he'll be 13 when it comes out like if yeah. if if he's really into it like i'm there right beside him because there if it's go. something we can do together then for sure right because right we do have we're both very much like he is and i am very much single player adventure game kind of people so we actually don't play a ton of games together uh because of that Right. So if he's all into it and he was into two, then then that'll make it so much better. Nice. Yeah, my my son is like all gung ho about all the online stuff. You know, he's been playing Call of Duty. He's twenty two now, but yeah, you know, he's been playing Call of Duty games since he was like twelve. He's played Fortnite. He was he was playing Valorant earlier today. <laughs> oh, this generation's all about the multiplayer, huh? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well we'll see about those hairdos when the game drops later this year. So or, uh, speaking, or, or are they hair don'ts? Uh, <laughs> speaking of multiplayer games, fall guys launched on the switch and sounds like none of you guys are playing that either, but have you guys heard about the difficulties that they had with that? So I, um, I knew it came out and so I have terrible internet. I just okay. do. I, I get I get forty down, which is pretty bad, and uh, I've heard that Nintendo also throttles download speeds. So I'm trying to get Fall Guys on my Switch the second it dropped in the eShop because I was like, all right, I'm gonna stream this tonight. That's, that was my game plan. So I got it on my Switch. wasn't downloading fast enough, so I used up some of my data. And I don't know if Justin's ever mentioned this, but I mean, data in Canada is not cheap. Okay. Like we have really bad phone plans. And so I'm using out my dad to get this thing downloaded and I hop into my discord server and I'm like, all right, this is what I'm going to do tonight. And everybody's like, no, don't do it because it's, it's crashing. It's not doing this. It's not doing that. If you have stuff from other systems and you're doing all the cross, it's not transferring in. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> like I just did all this work to get this game. And now I'm hearing that it's bad. And I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. So I started playing it and it, it was like, I, wow. I got dropped. I couldn't find stuff. It was telling me the servers weren't working. I had some some Fall Guy stuff from playing my son playing on other systems, right? And it's just not transferring in. And I think Marty might have made a comment too that he had stuff that just wasn't transferring yes. in when you link up your Epic account. I don't know. He was, lost, he lost all his stuff, unfortunately. Yes. Oh, he lost it. Yeah, because he was using he, two different accounts. 
He apparently reclaimed he items in Fortnite that he thought he lost. Yes, he did gain <laughs> somewhere else, but he did not gain his uh, Fall Guy stuff back. So, so that was my experience. I got really excited. And I don't yep. play multiplayer games. This was going to be a big deal. This was going to be a big stream where Adam plays a multiplayer game and then I'll just crumpled around. So it was around. your fault then. It was your fault. That Maybe I got so gung-ho. <laughs> I screwed the whole system. Yeah. So they, they definitely, they did uh, something that was kind of cool though. If you follow their Twitter uh, page or their Twitter account, their uh, social media person there was drawing cartoons of them dealing with this stuff, which is really oh, cool. Really? So yeah, have, if that. you, if you have the chance, go check that out. Um, it, it's really clever and really well done. They were being very transparent about the issue that they're working on it. They're overwhelmed and all that kind of stuff. It's more than they expected, even though Epic backs them, it was still stuff they had to get through and hopefully things will iron out if they haven't already been ironed out. It looked like it got ironed out pretty well. Cause again, I was watching Nintendo pals play it earlier before the start of the show and it looked pretty smooth from what I was watching. So, and they looked like they were having a good time. So hopefully they got things ironed out there, which is good. Cause that might be one I will download again, even though I think it lost its luster from taking so long to get to this point. Uh, Cause I was really all gung ho back when it was came out during the pandemic. I get, well, it's still pandemic time, I guess, but you know, when we were all kind of on lockdown and stuff, uh, I was willing to try it and stuff, but uh, it was only in one place and I just didn't get to download it then. We'll see. My yeah, kids. And are- we, f- and we first heard about the switch port February of last year. And it- yeah. So <laughs> excited to see it then, but kind of waned. <laughs> so, and my kids, I don't think are very interested in it or how, well, who knows things always change, especially if their favorite YouTuber is doing it and they're like, Oh, let's, let's play some fall guys. <laughs> So, yeah, games like that are f- more fun when you're playing with friends. I don't know if you can on the Switch, but like on PlayStation, you're supposed to be able to group up a bunch of people and chat first and then all join the same game together. See, so at least nice. I can see that being more fun. Okay. Like, like when we were playing uh, the Sus game. Uh, <laughs> oh, Among Us. Yes. Among Us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tried playing that. By myself on um, with randos, it was garbage. But playing it with people I knew, that's mm-hmm. more fun. Yes. Yeah, that definitely is a lot more fun when you're playing people you know. Especially when you can go in Discord and chat and then mute it <laughs> when you need to. So all right. Any other thoughts on Fall Guys? Adam sounds like you'll be having fun again soon with that. Uh, yeah, I'll go back. Give another try. Yeah. Excellent. All right. PSA, by the way, from Nintendo about their NSO app on iOS. Around the summer of 2022, we plan to update the iOS version of the Nintendo Switch Online app. This update will change the operating environment to iOS version 14 or later. So please note that the app will not be available on devices with iOS version 13 or earlier. So People still use that app? still still on version 13 or less no just the app no the oh, app, the app no. itself okay <laughs> just wanted to put it out there just wanted to put it out there oh yeah so. that's the type of uh thing i would have added if i saw it before you did like okay. I, I i talked about pokemon go's update like 
a few months a few yes. weeks ago. Yes. For with the same thing with Android phones. <laughs> All right. Now into a few of the uh game updates that we had uh that we heard about. Uh Jesse, thanks for putting these in here. Uh No Man's Sky releases. I only on put October. the bottom one in. I don't know who put the others. Oh, somebody else did. <laughs> our 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 ghost, I guess. But uh, anyways, No Man's it's, Sky it, releases it's the show notes fairy. <laughs> Releases on October 4th with a physical edition, which I am super excited about this one. Again, it's going to be this is another long game, but uh, I played this one on the PlayStation 3. Did it come out on the 3? Uh, it it might be that old. I think it started off there, um, and I played a little bit of it on the 4, but um, I think being able to play this on the go, if it plays well, is going to be really cool. Is any part of you nervous about this, Tim? I'm always nervous about <laughs> stuff like this because so, so, someone said, and I, I know they sent, they put out some video and someone said, oh, it looks so good. And I always come back with, you know, what else looked pretty good. Outer Worlds. Yes. It also, I was just about good. to mention that <laughs> Outer Worlds. Now I will say this, when I got the review code for Outer Worlds, when it first dropped, I loved being able to play that game on the go. It looked horrible. And I mentioned it does not look good. And if you mm-hmm. are, if this distracts you, don't play it here. Play it where you know you can play it with better yeah. graphics. But they did really good at improving them later on with a patch or mm-hmm. a couple patches. And it ended up being, you know, it's still not great compared to the other systems versions. But being able to play that on the go for that game as fluid as it was, was a lot of fun. So I'm hoping yeah. no man's sky learned from that or whoever <laughs> helped them with the switch yeah. port. Um, and we'll be able to, there might need to be a patch or something, but yeah, I'm, I'm of that same. Like I, I also went back to it after they patched it and enjoyed my time without yes. worlds. Um, but I've, I've been on that. I've been on the team switch port. If you want to call it that yeah. for like yes. a long time, because I'm so busy. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm a dad, I've got a job. I'm always out and about and moving about. And I think about the Witcher three. And if you ask me today where I'd most like to play it, I'll tell you right now, I'd like to play it on my switch Skyrim. Where would I like to play it? I like to play it on my switch. And even I'm with you on outer worlds at this point, after the fixes, I'd rather play it on my switch. I, the, the ability to have it on the go, the fact that I don't even sit down, like I don't often sit down anymore to play a game on my PlayStation or Xbox. It's pretty rare. Yeah. Uh, if I'm doing a review, I'll sit down and play. But so often I'm playing Switch, you know, while my while you know in the kitchen making something, and and I'm playing my Switch, or I'm watching something with my wife on Netflix, and I'm playing my Switch. Um, you know, my yes. kids are using the TV, so I'm playing on my Switch, like. I'm at the point in my life where the graphics are great. I love a good looking game. Yes, it it can matter and it can really enhance your experience. But at some point it's between not playing it at all or playing it on my switch. And so I think that's where outer worlds is going to be because I've always wanted to go back and I, uh, and I just, or one man's no man's sky. Sorry. That's what I meant to say. I've always wanted to go back since they did all these updates and I've just never done. I've never done it. I've never gone back. Yeah, there is a lot of crafting, but it is uh, mm. 
it's still something that I've been wanting to do. Just the exploration side of it. That's what gets me in trouble with breath of the wild. You know, I just <laughs> go back to that is the exploration. Yeah. So since this game is built around that exploring and gathering, um, you know, your resources and stuff, it's something that intrigues me about it. So, and being able to do that on the go on my switch is, is going to be cool to see. Hopefully it turns out well. I'm glad to see there's going to be a physical edition too. Hopefully all, it's going to be interesting if they get it all in one card though. So <laughs> I, I, I get the feeling it's one of those, here's the card, but you're going to have to download, download like something. 30 gig. Unless they decided to go with, to be the first, I don't know if there's ever been a, a company to use the 64 gig one, but uh, I thought I there think, was one maybe, but maybe I not. I don't think it's no? 64. I think one might've used a 32. 32. Oh, oh okay. I thought there was a 64. It's just nobody used it because it's too expensive. That's likely. <laughs> uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So speaking of something else that's been interesting to see that we've talked about or speculated before was uh, how um, they were going to do Overwatch going from one to two. And it's been confirmed that Overwatch 2 will be replacing the original Overwatch when it goes live in October 2022. So it's going to be basically, if you have Overwatch on there, which is why I think they give you that one free if you pre-order Overwatch 2, if you have that game, it's going to basically update to Overwatch 2 when it goes live. So what do you guys think of that? That's that's kind of what we assumed was going to happen. Yep. And I think it's interesting too. So it's basically just a service, right? So it's just updating to that newer version of the game. Um, I guess instead of a, I think it was Justin who brought up Fortnite, you know, going from each chapter or each, yeah, uh, chap- yeah each chapter. Season to season, chapter to chapter. Yeah. So, including when the game literally shut itself off for 48 hours. <laughs> yep. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, Overwatch was really fun here in the house. Again, I'm not a multiplayer gamer either, uh, but when the kids get involved and they, you know, they're looking for, hey, dad, try this with me or play this with me or whatever, then, you know, that's when I start jumping in. Um, So I did on my PlayStation. I didn't get Overwatch from my Switch, but I've been thinking about it. So we'll see. We'll see when it gets closer to October if I actually pull the trigger on this one. And then finally, we got some more information on Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, It releases on October 18th for the Nintendo Switch via cloud, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and the PC. Yeah, this this morning, Blanco, like 8.30 or 9 in the morning, said, we need information, we need a date, it's probably going to be delayed, it's probably going to be 2023. And I'm like, yeah, I literally got this press conference for this PR in the email at 10 o'clock this morning or 10 30 this morning. It gives a date. And so, yeah, we have a date finally. October 18th. Are you guys looking forward to this one, Adam, or is this on your radar at all? Yeah, I'll, I'll this will be one I actually sit down to play on my Xbox or PlayStation because I, uh, I did away with playing games on the cloud on switch quite a long time ago. Okay. Yeah, if you're only experience. getting 40 down, that's that, probably that's the best yeah. move. Yeah, it's just not a great, I don't have a great environment for it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, 
I am interested in, and this is something when you were mentioning about playing in the handheld too, which I'm finding more and more of interesting in regards to competition for Nintendo is X cloud. So, uh, because I, I had, especially cause again, I mentioned I do Samsung phones, right. And there's a partnership between Samsung and Microsoft, uh, with the Xbox. I have a good connection with X cloud and I play some of these games, you know, that way in handheld mode switch. So, um, if I do play this game, it'll probably be that way. If it is available via that cloud, um, I can't remember if it's coming to game pass or not, but, uh, that's one way I'll be playing it. If not, um, it'll just be there for when I'm ready to play it. Cause that game does look pretty cool. I, just something about the waves of rats looks intriguing <laughs> when I saw the, the trailer. Um, so, and, and being able to control those waves of rats is very interesting. The developers have been getting waves of water looking nice for decades, so now it's time mm-hmm. to get realistic rats. <laughs> realistic <laughs> waves rats. of rats, yes. The things of nightmares, though. Yes. So, all right, with that, that's the end of the news. Let's take a break with an ad break. Hey, folks, support of today's episode is brought to you by Gooder. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, you know we absolutely love Gooder, and we're so happy that Gooder is continuing their support with the Nintendo Dads community. Gooder believes that glasses, your glasses, should be fun, functional, and fashionable, and that everyone can afford. Ladies and gentlemen, it is absolutely sunny outside. Beautiful weather. you got to make sure you're picking up some of your, uh, some Gooder glasses and heading outside. I'm going to be honest with you, i got a fat head. I use the BFGs. The BFGs are the ones that I use because i got a bit of a wider head. they got a fantastic fantastic structure that works really great for me i actually have the chip it in pair they're uh they kind of got like a wood look to them they are absolutely fantastic i wear them every single day when i'm driving helps prevent that glare off the sun which is fantastic again they're functional the other nice thing i love love about gooder glasses they are not breaking your bank ladies and gentlemen they are functional like not like some of those other really expensive brands of sunglasses where you're paying two three hundred dollars for that amount of money folks you can get like 10 pair of gooder glasses and they are absolutely amazing i was out playing some ultimate frisbee recently it was wicked sunny outside threw on my gooders boom helped reduce the sun and i was able to catch the frisbee Actually, I didn't catch the phrase, but I did really poorly. But that wasn't because of Gooder glasses. That's just because because I'm out of shape and not really good at frisbee but i was trying and looking fashionable and awesome all at the same time now of course if you're like hey i've got some sunnies not a problem maybe you need some blue ray glasses or blue light glasses just like these this is the it's not just a game and i absolutely love these i wear these every single day at work i actually called up people are like man those are amazing glasses i was like i know they are head over to gooder.com use the code nindads n-i-n-d-a-d-s for 15 percent off and they're like that's such a weird thing to say right now in the middle of a meeting and i'm like yeah it sure is but i love gooder glasses that much that i'm gonna pitch them at work for people to wear them as well hey again head over to gooder.com use the code nindads n-i-n-d-a-d-s for 15 percent off uh your gooder glasses Grab a couple pair. You know what I'm saying? Grab three or four pair. Get prepared for the summer. Try some different ones on. Again, they're not going to break the bank, which we absolutely love. Big thanks to Gooder for their continued support. Now, Gooder isn't the only individuals who support our show. And of course, I'm talking about our continued partnership with Manscaped. Now, gentlemen, all men strive for gold in their life, right? Gold medals, gold watches, gold everything. However, there's a certain type of man who likes to go the extra mile. He walks in with confidence of an eagle, 
and giggles in the face of danger. <laughs> he's a big, hairless, winning machine, and when he unzips his pants, he sees platinum? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Manscaped would like to introduce you to their best and biggest ultimate hygiene bundle ever, the Platinum Package 4.0. Now, Manscaped is, of course, the leader in below-the-waist grooming, and they are trusted with a whole schwack bag of stuff. Join the over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping when you enter the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. That's 20% off and free shipping. Of course, we talk about Below the, belt, below the belt trimming. But of course, mention again, folks, it's summer, right? You want to get out. You may be hitting the beach. Maybe you're hitting the pool. Listen, I'm a guy who's very, very hairy. I get very self-conscious about it. Believe it or not, I'm a self-conscious person. The nice thing I love about Manscaped products is I can trim my body hair. I can take off the weird hairs on the side of my shoulder and kind of look a little bit more presentable, feel a little more confident taking my shirt off outside, which is a really important thing, right? To feel confident in who you are and feel comfortable in who you are. And Manscaped allows me to do that with the the tools that they have, uh, which I absolutely, absolutely adore. So again, use that use that code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, over at uh, manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Big thanks to Gooder and Manscaped for their continued support of Nintendo Dads. And back to you guys. And here's my glasses. I just had to put them on since you mentioned them. So uh, I had to put them on. Have to. So we're obligated to, aren't we? No, we don't have to <laughs> just always forget to change them over. So, cause my glasses actually, because of these glasses, my glasses, I forgot also have blue blockers, but, uh, so I don't necessarily have to wear these when I do these, but, um, I can wear these when I'm working at my computer. So, which is good. And I do have the sunglasses as well. So, um, and I, and I love those things. They're pretty cool. Actually, I have them right here. I like the color nice you know like black light green or something like that where i can it'll come out really good there in a black light anyways let's move on to rumors so i'm looking at what's in the notes and i'm kind of afraid to know what's going on there. <laughs> i need your guys's help since Justin and Marty aren't here, I want to start a rumor. Can we start a rumor and see if it goes anywhere on Twitter? You know, maybe or something like that. Maybe. Uh, what can we start? Uh, a Nintendo Direct will be coming uh, July 1st. How's that? Can we do that one? Well, uh, like, are, are they away recording their segments for it? <laughs> yes, that's what it is. Yes. Uh, Justin and Marty had to go to Nintendo headquarters to help do the direct and which will come out uh, in, let's see, what's a good date. What's a good date. That would make sense here. Um, July, July 1st is a Friday. So it'll come out July 6th, July 7th, you know, I'll give time for July 4th. July well, I mean, 7th. While, you're, while you're talking about rumors though, I mean, July 1st is not a bad one. I heard Doug Bowser's Canadian. So that's Canada day. Okay. Good day for it. All right. That works. We could do July 1st. I mean, Canadian Doug Bowser. Right. (laughs) Head of Nintendo of America. Then, okay. So, because Justin's in it. I am so confused right now. (laughs) Maybe Justin, because he's involved, is because they're going to drop the direct in Canada first. And then. (laughs) There are companies that do that. They test their products here. A lot of. 
a lot of iOS apps release in Canada and I think New Zealand before the rest of the world for whatever reason. Well, New okay. Zealand, I think, is time zone reasons. <laughs> okay. Well, Canada, I like. I remember getting a lot of these. Like, um, which one was I thinking of? The um, shoot. Oh, the the Fantasy Life mobile game. It's available. In, I remember in Canada, New Zealand first as like a beta, and then it went to the rest of the world. I have no idea why that is, and that has nothing to do with this. That is a weird combination of <laughs> beta testers. All right. Well, we could do a game rumor and it looks like we got a few game ideas here in the chat, like uh, Andros from our Nintendo pals um, collab uh, from the Nintendo pals, our partners over there, our friends over there. Uh, Donkey Kong rocket rescue coming soon. Donkey yeah, Kong rocket rescue. Yeah, let's do it. I and then Nintendo says Nintendo by Sega. I like that one. That, that one's been, you know, That'd be interesting. Or, you know, all these companies buy the, Pikmin Four uses the vitality sensor. There we go. Yes, <laughs> Vit- uh, Pikmin Four drops with the vitality sensor uh, accessory. Um, that would mean they can't buy it digitally. <laughs> That's correct. You'd have to. You, you could buy. You could buy the vitality sensor through their shop after. Um, after they figure out what to do with the uh, Xenoblade Chronicles Special Edition. Right. Then yeah. you can order, you can pre order that. I bet the Vitality Sensor will not crash the eShop. <laughs> I think it would totally crash eShop. Everybody's going to want that. Well, oh, here's Andros again Donkey Kong Rocket Rescue was predicted by the AI. Oh, okay, that's right. He did the. Uh, so the Nintendo Pals, if you haven't watched it yet, um, need to go watch that. Unless that was a um, Patreon exclusive, I don't remember. But they did AI. Um, they had AI predict the Nintendo Direct. They found, I think, you, yeah, the Nintendo Pals found a an app um, online through the browser where they could put in information, and then the AI would predict the rest of the information. That's awesome. So. It was pretty fun to watch. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, oh yeah. My rumor is that there's going to be a Metroid Warriors game. Wow. That's my All rumor. Right. Let's start that one. That's the next one to coming out. They're not going to do, they're not going to do the Metroid trilogy, Metroid Prime trilogy or Metroid Prime so one remake. Or create be enemies or con- playable characters. They would be, uh, they'll be enemies. They'd be enemies, but you'd you'd be able to use the hunters from the Metroid Prime Hunters game as playable characters, (laughs) Uh, like from the how about how about the characters from that soccer game on the 3DS? Oh, yeah, 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 Federation Force, it built in the Federation Force. Yeah, you could use those guys too from the, the Federation Force. As characters as well. Oh no, those guys, those guys will be the extra characters running around getting beat up by the bad guys, right? The useless. Oh, characters. you get to save them. Yeah, yeah, you have to go and save them when you know their their territories or their sections get taken over or whatever. <laughs> it's more work to protect them than they're worth. <laughs> yes. So all right. Sounds like a good rumor so we can start. Take those, do hashtag uh, Metroid Warriors. I will we'll run with that one. 
<laughs> All right, let's move on to let's discuss. All right, since this is um, we're running things a little bit differently, we have a guest here. We're going to use the Let's Discuss uh, to spotlight our guest, which is Adam from gamesreviews.com. You're an editor-in-chief, Adam, right? Yeah, I moved up the ranks. <laughs> nice. Tell us what you do over there and how people can find you either there or anywhere else on the, on the social media. Uh, my work actually there is, uh, and as you pointed out earlier, there's that extra S, games, uh, yes. reviews. <laughs> a lot of people are like, what? I, I couldn't find it. Uh, <laughs> no, I used to do a lot more than I do now in terms of public stuff. Like I, I used to write a lot more than I do now. Um, I spent so much time and, and I think, I don't know who does all the, um, all that background work with the emails and the PR for, for Nintendo dads, but that's, that's a lot of work going through all those emails, putting in all those requests, tracking, who does most what, of that. tracking who has what and the timelines and then getting those angry PR emails where they're like, Hey, what have you done with what we gave you? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm doing a lot more of that now. Um, we've grown quite a bit. I think last time, last time we were, I was on 2020. Was it 2020? 2020 because yeah we were talking i have a question about that we'll get okay. to that <laughs> all right 2020 so two years ago yes um we were doing like just video games at that point mostly and now we've kind of we've moved into and we've seen growth because of it like exponential growth we've moved into tech um so everything from cell phones and so we've worked with google and stuff like that to like we we work with irobot on Roombas and, and Bravas. And, you know, we, we worked with Sphero on their educational robots and stuff like that. And then we just started somehow getting into the toy space. Um, it started with like cool. action figures and those kind of toys. But I mean, now we're doing Lego, uh, Playmobil, um, a bunch of Hasbro stuff. And then this last year, we kind of moved into the board game space as well. So We've, nice. we've grown it a lot. We brought in a lot of new writers. And so I've written, had to write less just because we have more people writing now. So I don't get to do that as much as possible, but it allowed me to launch uh, my YouTube channel. So I play a lot Congratulations. of mostly Nintendo stuff. Although I've, I've dual branded the channel. <laughs> I have, I have just Adam's Nintendo world. Uh, and, um, and then I have what I've called the Raffle gaming collective where I'll play PlayStation, Xbox, Stadia, and stuff like that. Um, but it's been a it's been a, a crazy kind of pandemic. I think the pandemic has been like, let's try new stuff, a lot of people. Right. And so um, I don't know if you'll know who this individual is, but uh, I have a good friend up here in Canada, John Scar, who is, um, he's the gaming editor for Best Buy Canada. Uh, and nice. he also, him and I talked, you know, beginning the pandemic, about starting YouTube channels. And so he started one around Google Stadia. And then I did mine around Nintendo and just kind of working together and talking through different things. Cause we had no idea. We went from zero to a hundred in like a month. Um, and so you're trying to figure out like, 
what are memberships and what are emotes and what's this and what's right. that? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, it's tax season. Well, this is interesting, right? <laughs> so having him uh, having him to help me out has been awesome. And and it's 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 a new like a new skill, right? I do a little bit of video editing now. Um, you have to get more comfortable doing stuff like this. Like I guarantee you, if you go back and watch that 2020 Nintendo Dad's episode that I was on, I was probably much more reserved and or less natural than I am on this one, just because I've, you know, I'm, I'm a year and a bit into the channel now, and it's just second nature to just be able to right. talk about things. So it's amazing it's, what it's happens when you get in front of the camera, right? Yeah, well, and, and in terms of finding me, it's just put a slash and an Adam Raffle behind whatever social media you're going to. So whether it's twitter.com slash Adam Raffle or youtube.com slash Adam Raffle, you know, <laughs> it's, I use a very generic one everywhere and it's very easy. That's good. It makes it easy for everybody to find you and, and follow yeah. you if necessary. So, and if you're listening to us, make sure you give them a follow uh, again, go to gamesreviews.com to check out that website. Or like Adam said, follow him at uh, Adam Raffle. That would be Adam and Raffle, R-O-F-F-E-L. Yeah. Twitter, so, Instagram, YouTube. All, all of the, the wonderful places. To all those to. good places, yeah. So speaking of 2020, mm. I noted that the last time you were on was May 2020. Did How I have a bad had, take? <laughs> no, it's just I guess we've <laughs> all just been busy or whatever, so... Um, but we we're trying to get better at getting people on the show and stuff like that. Um, especially now that we have, a, um, a way to link people to it and make, you know, kind of get on, on, on our schedule because <laughs> we're so busy. We have so many people. No, <laughs> no, I was, just, I was just making a joke. <laughs> I know. No, I'm just, I, it's <laughs> just time flies. Yeah. Yeah. Time just flies. I, I, we all know as dads, right. You just, yeah. you make plans for, and the next thing you know, three months went by. So but as I was saying, uh, last time you were on was May 2020. Some of what you mentioned there will kind of answer, you kind of already answered this question, but just kind of, uh, just in case there's anything else, mm-hmm. how has your gaming life changed since the last time you were on? Well, in 2020, I would have had a newborn. And so I wasn't probably around that time, wasn't gaming a whole lot. And our we went through a tough period with games reviews for a little while where we had a lot of staff drop off. And I remember, you know, not being able to post as much as you want ultimately will start impacting some of your relationships in terms of what people are willing to invest in you based on what you produce. Right. And so we, we went through a tough stretch that year where we weren't doing as many reviews. Um, it was in that time, like right after that time where we kind of got dropped from Nintendo's pre-launch list. Um, we were still, we never lost it. Like we were still launch day. We got our code for review and we usually most Nintendo games, you play them over the weekend and post the next week, but we kind of lost that pre-launch, which that hurts. Like that's the kind of stuff that hurts. And it was a product of, of um, I had a newborn um, just didn't have the time to invest in it as much as I wanted to. And so that's actually when, you know, I was talking about playing the Witcher on handheld. That's when I just started way less on PlayStation and Xbox. And I was investing way more time on my switch, which I think probably led to the reason why I started the channel. Cause I was like, well, I'm playing so much on switch now that 
and I love it so much and I like interacting with people. So let's, let's build the channel. Um, as you guys might know, when you do build a channel, um, you don't necessarily get to play what you want all the time. Sometimes you're playing what's new. Um, sometimes you're playing what's hot. Sometimes you're playing what people just want you to play. And so I've taken more risks in the last couple of years with the channel on what I would play. Um, some of it has been tied to, I do tip jars on my channel for donations. So once we hit a certain donation level, I'll do something. And one of the donations everybody wanted was watching me play a horror game live. Wouldn't have touched a horror game with a 10 foot pole. And I do think, <laughs> I mean, if you're going to go over to my channel and watch any of the videos, I think the, uh, why can't I remember what it's called anymore? Um, it was a recent one. And I think Koi Tecmo gave it to me. Okay. So it wouldn't have been Resident Evil. No, it wasn't Resident Evil. What am I? Okay. It was Koi Tecmo. What was it? Okay. I can't even remember. So when we take the pictures. Take the pictures. Oh. Okay. Um, the Nintendo franchise or? It might be. No, Fatal this one's good. Fatal Frame. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I played Fatal Frame and like, I would have never done that, but like, you know, we had 20 something people watching the stream that night and I was, I turned the lights off and, and nice. I was just, you know, freaking out, but it's stuff like that where you, where you have this community that you build up and I, I built up and it's a small community. It really is, but it's active and fun. And, and so you start taking those risks and you start playing games you normally wouldn't play. Yeah, I was gonna and say, with the channel, Doki Doki literature club. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Or even like, uh, and a couple of times I stream things that selfishly and, and, and people say never play. If you start a channel and you don't play the stuff you love, you're never going to like it. And it's just going to tear you apart. Right. Um, but the I ended up is, playing. If, if you play a game you don't like and you're ready to quit, people like that. People <laughs> get a kick out of that. And they want, to, they want me to play more games that I don't like. And like, that does not sound fun for me. I remember though, like two things really sent my channel. Like I, it fast tracked it for me, I think was doing, I ended up somehow, don't ask me how I got and through Europe, through marvelous, I got story of seasons, like a month ahead of the English launch. And I think my first video and it's, it's still going, I think it's at like 18 for me, it's big, by the way, it's at like 18 or 19,000 views. And then I did a, a 30 minute, like I was just like, you're, you're, you're challenging yourself to try to make something unique that no one else is doing, which yeah. has also changed how I played. And I was like, what happens if I took, cause when, when story of seasons came out, it was, are you getting story of seasons? Or are you getting harvest moon one world? Like you're picking up one, right? You're probably not picking up both. And I took, I, for whatever reason, I don't even know why I thought to do this. I took 30 minutes of each game, put them on top of each other in a video. And then um, Nintendo Life picked the video up and just, oh, wow. that one, and that one just exploded too. And so I was like, all right, I think there's value in trying to play games I normally wouldn't play and things that maybe other people aren't going to play. And that might attract people to come over to my channel and see what's going on. So I did the Famicom Detective Call. Again, something else like a Nintendo launch that I probably wouldn't have touched had I not had a channel. And I was like, all right, I'm going to play these things all the way through. And again, just I just piled up the views on those videos. And then, of course, the next day you play Breath of the Wild and I got like 60 views. 
<laughs> but I think I think my in, since since May of 2020, I think just because of doing the channel, my my I've I've opened myself up to new experiences, which I think has been like one of the best things I've done in my entire gaming life is trying new stuff, stuff I normally wouldn't play, and actually in most cases actually enjoying it. I, Except uh, for I'm Fatal Frame, I don't enjoy how- it, but I enjoy the experience everybody has watching me. So it's still somewhat enjoyable. Now you got me wondering how many views the video I put out last week got. And I'll I'll talk about (laughs) that when I talk about what I'm playing. Okay. Um, So speaking of what, what he's been playing, what have you been playing more recently? Even whether on your, uh, you know, doing it on YouTube channel or on your own. The only thing I think I play on my own that I don't at this point stream, or at least I don't do at least one video on is I still play NHL pretty religiously i think okay. all canadians have to it's just a requirement 94 no no, no 20 uh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry spend we... all that money on packs that's an inside joke yeah and nhl 94 uh is something that we want the rewind oh, I love 94 it's so good yeah we want it to come to the switch we've been dying for ea to bring some you know if you're going to bring some I've, games to the switch bring the rewind <laughs> games over you know i've seen i've seen the tweets yes so <laughs> i've seen the tweets i know exactly what you're talking about exactly um, so i always play that one but mostly everything else is i'm always keeping up to date on the new nintendo stuff so tomorrow after this i will start i will grab fire emblem and i'll start recording something that'll go up tomorrow morning probably at 9 and i'm always playing the newest stuff um I like to do, I like to look back at old games when new games are coming. So I've been playing a lot of two point hospital uh, over the last couple of weeks, waiting for two point campus to come out um, and doing, and doing other things like that. Like playing a lot of those tycoon style games as I wait for two point campus. Cause it's probably one of my most anticipated games this year. And nice, I, you know, so it might not be a lot of people's, but it's, it's definitely mine and I'll, I can't wait to play that on switch. Cool. Uh, picked up bug snacks today. My son's been bugging me for it for like a month. And so I, I was like, all right, you have to go to the dentist today. I'll pick it up. We'll download it on your switch. So you can take it with. Um, so I've been playing bug snacks. Um, Very cool. Other than that, I'm just trying to think I, 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 I have Xenoblade Chronicles redownloaded so I can hop into number two again uh, in the next couple of weeks. Um, disappointed with, with strikers that lasted about three days for me <laughs> and it's uh, never been touched since, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I, I, I play a lot. Like I could probably list like 10 games, 12, 15 games I've played in the last week. I jump around quite a bit. Yeah. That's me doing the same thing, but I like to try to finish at least one game in between all that. And breath yeah. of the wild has been my focus to try to get that done. Like I said before, Live Alive comes, but I yeah. failed at that last couple of weeks. I haven't been able to play any Breath of the Wild. So, but awesome. Very cool. Um, I had another question in there for, oh, I, um, quick question I had was, um, do you do this on the side as a hobby? I think we, uh, this is something I have, now I'm not clear about. So I apologize if you mentioned this before the last time you were on or, uh, you mentioned it before, but do you do this on the side or is this your full-time gig doing no, games uh, so reviews.com? I do this hundred percent on the side. This okay. is just something I do for fun. Um, the YouTube with YouTube, I've been able to again, rather quickly, just because of the way the story of seasons content went, 
I was able to monetize that quite quickly. Um, so on that side of things, I do have members there and, and various uh, revenue avenues in that space. But when it comes to the website, it's, it's a hobby. Nice. Um, and one that, you know, I, I did it originally, I graduated with a master's in 20 or in 2014. And I just, I went in, I went back to my dad's mechanic shop to work when I was finished. Cause who wants to hire someone with a master's in history? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I wanted to keep my writing sharp. And so I just started scouring the internet and ran into a guy named Matt and, uh, Matt was like, yeah, we'll give you a chance. And then, uh, I just started learning how to do it. So figuring out how you contact Nintendo, how do you contact Microsoft? How do you figure out who these people are? Okay. And that's been fun. And so I don't mind doing it and continuing to do it. And the, the games are nice and things like that. But I just like the challenge, the everyday challenge of maintaining what you have, building what you have. And, you know, we've gone to a point where, uh, games reviews used to be even way more popular than it is today. But when I picked it up because the previous person had left and, and I didn't have a ton of experience, we, we crashed like the website crashed down to probably 10 or 12,000 unique views a month. Uh, and we've, we've brought it back up so that we're in the seventies now, which is really great. Um, but ideally we're going to get back to where we were before, where we were a hundred and 120, you know, a unique. So but I like the challenge of it and I'll continue doing it as a hobby as long as I'm having fun. That's the way to do it. Awesome. Do you ever consider about trying to do it full-time or any of this full-time? No, I think I've, I've worked too long and, and some people aren't going to like this because, you know, dirty bureaucrats and all that, but I've worked too long in government. <laughs> I know what the, gotcha. uh, I know what the benefits are of, of working long-term in government when you retire. Yeah. Uh, so that's, you know, with, you know, there's your answer kids. right there. <laughs> yeah, three younger kids. It's 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 hard to step away. And and if I was younger, it would be something I'd think about. If I hadn't, you know, landed a, a job working for a politician and then getting into the the public servant side of things. If I hadn't done that, we'd maybe be having a different conversation. Uh, but the way it's worked now, I you know, and I enjoy my job, so that helps too. That does help, definitely. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot for answering those questions. And uh, before we move on, I do want to say there was uh, one comment we got uh, in the chat here from Andros again. He said, content creation is so much work. Kudos to you, Adam, keeping up with all that stuff. It, it's difficult. Like there, there I've never, in, and it's all been good. Like if I take everything that's happened, it's been a positive experience, but there's nothing like going through a subscriber lull where it's like, weeks and weeks and you're like that yeah. that dial hasn't moved it hasn't right. moved once in like three weeks <laughs> or even like the viewership like you know you get these videos that are doing really well and then you're like well i have only like 35 people watch this video <laughs> and then you have another one that's 35 and another one and it does make you want to quit but i think and I, i'm sure you guys can attest to this a great community of people yes. who just love the stuff makes showing up and streaming for eight people or 10 people on a Friday night. Cause I found Friday nights are not great nights for streaming, <laughs> but when you do and, and you know, eight or 10 people are showing up, but it's just, there's so much interaction with those eight to 10 people and, and they're there for you. They're supporting you. And so it's, it makes it so much easier and you stop worrying about the numbers and yes, you just have a good time. And I think that's where we've gotten to the point of, uh, well, when I came in, that's where Nintendo dad's, 
were is mm-hmm. not worrying about the numbers. So, cause I think Justin, Jesse, you can probably attest to this and Marty and, and even um, Zach and Gary, when they were on just, you know, it might've started off as trying to get those numbers, but then eventually came about just being the community, just mm-hmm. coming in, have fun community time and, and just watching the community grow into their, in some cases, their own podcasts or uh, shows or yeah. YouTube channels. So, and then in other areas, just, you know, just people out there having a good time. So, and, uh, and then even connecting with other communities, mm-hmm. like we talked about the Nintendo pals or all in or um, Sean Capri's, you know, community there, the carpool yeah. gaming area. So all Great kinds podcasts. of stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, uh, so just, it's always been just about the community, I guess, since I've come in and mm-hmm. it continues to be that to this day. It's really the only way to go. Yeah. And like we had a, a new viewer come in the other day and they were interacting and then just watching everybody welcome that person. Yeah. And you're like, they might never come back, but like, this is the community you've built. Yep. People are so happy to have someone new in the chat and they're asking them questions, asking them what they like in games and stuff like that. It's just like, this is a, this makes it so worth it. Like you just right. made ten people's nights. Yep, it's just like if you you know somebody brought a stranger over to your house while you were playing some games, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody's hanging out while you're playing games, and everybody's chit chatting, and they brought the yeah. stranger over, and they're trying to get that person involved. So yeah, excellent. Um, but and thanks again for coming on and joining us, and but not like we're booting you off, but I just want to say thank you right now too. So uh, for coming and joining us again, and hopefully I just not- down. I just downed the biggest coffee in the world. So I hope this goes for another long time. I'm not sleeping anytime soon. Right. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully the next time you're on, isn't so long though too. So, but uh, I always, always love having you on here and it's always great to chat with you. So, all right, Jesse, unless you've got something to add, let, we can move on to events. Uh, nope. So I'll push the button. So as I mentioned earlier, one of the major events we do in the Nintendo Dads community is the dinner table. Um, so which is every third Friday of the month, the Nintendo Dads Discord community get together, to discuss whatever's on our minds. So uh, and it's also been known to be good therapy, too. So uh, but in order to join that conversation uh, where we get in Discord, we go into a voice channel and just sit back and chit chat. Uh, you have to be a Patreon or a Twitch subscriber. Once you're one of those two, you should be able to get into our Discord channel and then join in the call, which will be July 15th in July at 10 p.m. Eastern time. If you can't get into our Discord and you've done one of those things, uh, one, make sure you've got your con- your accounts connected. That's been the biggest issue is that some people don't have their accounts connected to both those areas between Discord and Patreon or Discord and Twitch, uh, or they're using two different accounts or whatever the case. Other times, the two systems aren't talking to each other, and then that's where I come in. If you need to get into or you're looking to get into our Discord, hit me up in the DMs. You can hit me up at neoprime33, hashtag 0033. That's my user ID. You can send me a message in the DMs to say, hey, Tim, hook me up. I've subscribed and can't get in and I'll we'll work on it together. Uh, but that's, again, 
just come in and hang out on the discord chit chat with us in the, in the different uh, channels or to again, join us in the, uh, in the dinner table every third Friday of the month. And like I said earlier, we're also talking about maybe adding a breakfast table. So especially if you don't hang out at 10 o'clock at night, maybe you like to hang out early in the morning. So we're still working out the time on that. But anyways, that's our latest events. Uh, Jesse, let's go to what we've been playing. All right. So, Adam, we got to hear what you've been playing. Now you get to hear what we've been playing. <laughs> Before I move on to you, Jesse, I'll mention real quick what Justin meant. Uh, I had to bring up one of the games he's been playing, uh, and that is Roller Champions. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because if, as Jesse mentioned earlier, people like to watch us angrily stop a game, you need to go watch Justin's video on him angrily stopping that game. <laughs> Because apparently he was not having a good experience with that does he, game. Does he legit rage quit? He he quit the game and deleted it during his on on recording on recording. I'm uh, he was recording. <laughs> and I haven't watched it yet. I just so, just I had to do the thumbnail of it, so I saw him rage quit and delete it. So <laughs> uh, I was like, I need to watch this later too. So, but I had to bring it up as fact and he even titled it you know like watch him delete it or something like that you know <laughs> why i deleted this game. yeah why i deleted it yeah thanks so it was great so go check that out as to why you might not want to pick up roller champions go check that 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 one out <laughs> so but with that jesse what you've been playing all right so i did start kirby and the forgotten land i got i think i Got one world into the second second world. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, you know, I've 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 never been. I never really liked Kirby games. They have always like played a level or two, and I'm like, I'm bored and stop. And yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling mad on this one as well because kind of the same. And yeah, I don't know if I'll finish it. I'll still poke at it from time to time. <laughs> this is one of the game I'm, games I'm renting from GameFly. Okay. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, I just don't know what to say with it. I know I had I had a, I had a, some difficulty getting the car to do what I wanted it to do. Yeah, uh, I saw that video I, you posted I, on Twitter. I, I forgot that you can jump. The car can <laughs> jump. So I'm like, I don't. These levels are kind of long i kind of don't it decentivizes me from going back and playing it again okay so so you don't you're like okay if i miss something i'm not going back in to get that at least not right away i might go okay. back later but and I, I the the boss level i have a feeling that to unlock those secrets just you have to beat the boss with a different weapon so I have to beat the boss three or four times. I'm like, that doesn't sound fun. I didn't like beating the boss the first time. Well, I didn't get too far in the game either, but I don't remember that being. Well, at least well, at least one of them was, you know, like if if you beat a stage and you have hidden rewards that you didn't didn't find, it'll oh, okay, yeah. it'll reveal one of them. Okay, I think and for bosses. One, 
one of them is always defeat it without taking damage. One is always defeat it within a certain time. Um, the weapon one, I think, only happens maybe twice in the whole game. Okay, because the one that showed me was beat him with sword. Yes, that's in the first boss. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so, but I, I do yeah. understand what you're saying. So yeah, I'm not that. I don't know, I'm not. I'm not feeling really good about that game. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll I'll give it another play session or two before I decide what I'm going to do with it. I, from my understand though, too, it gets it ramps up, not quickly, but it ramps up. Okay, how many worlds are in the game? Five plus uh five to like roll the credits. Yeah, and then and then I know there's content after that. And then there's this kind of a sixth world, I think. I'm trying to okay. think through them all now. So I'm still really early. <laughs> yeah. So I think in the first world, I think I was missing eight or nine of the six. Six and then another one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then uh then on Friday, I I received my play date that I ordered. I was, well, I must have been like really early in the group two, because I got mine last week. You think Tim got his yesterday? Yes. So I, I did an unboxing video, a setup video, and a play a quick little let's play of the first two games that it ships with, and I I, I want to play more of that second game i just haven't had a chance to do it yet just because i i either have to play it on my computer with with the mirror app running otherwise i can't see the screen or i have to sit in a well-lit room and i don't have a lot of well-lit rooms in this house what's the elevator pitch for this thing oh i don't have it i don't have it with me to show you but it's it's think like a like a like a Game Boy mm-hmm. with a crank. Mm. Oh, okay. Or, I see. <laughs> I see Tim's. All right. Okay. okay. The, the when you when you buy the system, you get season one of games for free. Deli- you it ships with two, and then you get delivered two more games every Monday for the next eleven weeks after that. Okay. Then they said they'll have a season two that'll likely cost some money. They haven't decided or haven't disclosed yet how that's going to work. And they they have okay. a, an SDK for developers to write games for completely free. And then the those developers can, you know, sell the games or just put the games up for download for free and to sideload onto the unit. In order to do that, you have to log into your account at plate.date and up, upload the sideloaded file through the website to, to attach it to your account. Then it'll be available for you to download through the Wi-Fi. Okay. Huh. And I did find a Sudoku game. Not Sudoku. Picross. Picross game that I started playing. Uh, there's uh, some issues with the UI, but for you know something that one person did, I'm like, you know, not all that surprised there. I'm not expecting Jupiter quality here. <laughs> uh, Mecca asks, can it play Doom? I think it can. I think someone has a Doom port. 
I'm going to yeah. download that for sure. <laughs> Sideload yeah. that one, I should say. Yeah. So yeah, and there's the I mentioned the Mirror app. It's a it's a an app you can download for free, and when you uh, connect your you can connect it through USB C to your PC to mirror the screen. It says it also supposed to mirror the sound, but I wasn't able to f- get sound out of it out of, out of normal speakers. Uh, took me. I had to uh, plug in a three point five millimeter aux jack, so like two male connectors, you know, one into the unit and one into the microphone port of my PC, and then uh, then I can have then. OBS could then pick up on it. So that's how I was able to get the game sound, the system sound into my video. So kind of confusing. Mecca's asking what Jupiter is. Jupiter is the developer of all the Picross games that I like to play. They also so, did the murder by numbers one too, didn't they? No, that's not Jupiter. Oh, they didn't do that one? Okay. No. All right. My bad. That, that <laughs> one still is a fun game to play. <laughs> so yeah, the I got two two more games delivered. I haven't had a chance to play them yet. You know, I'll hopefully I'll have some time this weekend to do that. And then I'm also still waiting for my uh Doki Doki Panic Famicom Disk System game to come in. I have I it apparently has shipped, but I wasn't given the tracking number. So I they say You'll get it anywhere between the 20th and the 2nd. I'm like, well, okay. I know I haven't gotten it yet, so hopefully I get it soon. When I do get that, then I plan on doing another stream with showing Doki Doki Panic and the two Zelda games on, on the I'm kind of curious to see that Doki Doki Panic one on the disk system version of that. I'm looking so, forward to trying that. Yeah. Cool. Well... And I think that's it, right, Jesse? That's what you've that, been playing that's and preparing it. to play. All right. Yep. Well, speaking of play date games, I've also been playing with my play date, uh, which I'm playing the currently an casual, casual birder, which I'm yeah, actually having fun with. <laughs> that's a game uh, that I've been that I had fun with when I did my video and want to play more of. Yeah, it's uh almost like you're capturing birds, but you're just using your camera, take pictures of birds and stuff and going through this village and you have competing bird picture people. <laughs> Rivals. <laughs> Rivals. Yes. Yeah. So it's almost, it has a Pokemon feel to it in a, little, in a way. So, and then also and, there's, and the, these are very blue like uh, rivals. Yes. To, to making a Pokemon comparison. Yes. And also I tried out the Whitewater Wipeout game, which is this year. I, I didn't like that one. That one I you have to figure out on your own. There is no tutorial whatsoever. And I, I got four out. I got four points the first time I played it. First time I played it, I got zero points. So because okay, so I couldn't I figure to. out the I couldn't figure out the mechanics of it. But basically you're using the the um the um what you call it? The crank. The crank, thank you. Uh to maneuver the the surfboard surfer. and the surfer yeah uh on the wave and so you're you gotta kind of go back and forth with the crank to c- 
kind of do tricks like you would on a skateboard and Tony Hawk skateboard, you know, game, but you're doing these tricks and you're trying to get points on how well you can jump off the wave and do a 360 or whatever and stuff like that. And, yeah. and there are leaderboards in that game. I got 16 yes. points the second time I played it. I launched a leaderboard and they're like 14 million. I'm like, how? Yeah, they're the in the hell? millions. And I'm just like, okay. Are these legitimate? Yeah. Like who, who uh, hacked that to get that? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, that, that discouraged me. And I went on to the casual, casual birder game and then I'm actually having fun with that one. So um, again, another distraction, but this one is nice and easy to put in my pocket and have in, you know, when it's time to go use the restroom, <laughs> I can use this. So. Assuming the restroom is well lit. True. True. If I'm going into a public restroom, that's another issue. But well, I don't necessarily like yeah. sitting there. <laughs> when my when my kitchen's complete, that should be well lit enough for me to actually play, sit down and play play the games upstairs. Otherwise, I have to play it here at the computer using the gotcha. mirror app in order to do anything. Yeah, I've been using this the uh, light here to help with it whenever I've been playing at my desk, but. Here at home, the bathroom lights are good, too. Anyways, (laughs) I've also been playing on my Nintendo Switch this week, uh, which I just gave Justin the videos for. So I think the first one came out now and the other one will come out later. I played first one I'll talk about is Wreckfest for the Nintendo Switch. Um, I got a code for that and it launched on the 21st. I believe it was 21st. I, they were staggered, both these games, but this one was on the 21st. Wreckfest came out before on the PlayStation 4 and I believe the Xbox. It's basically a demolition derby game. Um, and you can also not only do the bowl, demolition derby bowl type race um, damage with your cars, but you can also do races, demolition races. Um, but I've been having a blast with this. I played it on the PlayStation 4 and had a blast with it then. But again, because this game is on the go, I am having a lot more fun with it. um, Just being able to go to bed and play this game, you know, or something like that. So um, it is kind of like some of your other racer games where you get some um, goals that you have to get and points you get from those goals. And then you get uh, experience points where then you can turn those into coins or they some of it comes with coins depending on what experience you gain. And then you can use those coins to buy things for your cars. You also unlock parts and cars and all that kind of stuff. And just, I'm having a blast with this. And as I said in my video, again, in kind of like what we talked about earlier with outer worlds, if you're there for the visuals, you're not going to get it here. So, although I will say this, it does look pretty good for being on the switch on the go, especially I've been playing in a handheld. And even when I did it docked for the video, um, it looked good for me. I, I had no complaints. There were no frame rate issues for me being a race game. Um, n- nothing that stood out to me to where I could say right now that this was a problem. So, but uh, I would say, you know, go watch my video, go watch the trailers or uh, the, the videos for that from others and see if this is a game for you on the switch um, and check it out. And as everybody knows, I like my racing games anyway. So this fits the bill. The other game I got to check out and got a code for uh, is fire girl hack and splash rescue DX. Um, 
Oh my gosh, this game is so much fun. I've been looking forward to this game so much when it was announced. Uh, was bummed when it got delayed in 2021, and but finally came out now. So it should be live for you to get. Um, it is considered a rogue light. If I remember correctly, I get those two terms com- um, uh, mixed up because you're, you're still using the same character, but when you die, you do go back to your uh, firehouse. You still get to keep the money, some of the money you got. Um, I shouldn't say die. You actually, you when you get injured from a fire, you go to the hospital and you have to pay half of what you earned uh, <laughs> to get better. So like at least at this Pokemon. point, yeah. So it's uh, at, at this point in the game that I've been playing, I lose half. So, uh, but for me, the way I've been playing is I've been trying to grind out earning money so I can get the fifty thousand uh, dollar upgrade to my uh, water system, where it automatically pulls air uh, water from the air. So, to give you a comparison, the other upgrades are a thousand dollars. This one's fifty thousand dollars, and whenever you complete a uh, mission successfully, which is beating the time of the fire and rescuing people within two or three minutes. Um, you get about $2,000 plus extra money from the fans you collect from the media you get from doing the rescues. You're, you're getting fans for putting out yes, fires. you get fans from putting out fires. Uh, okay. and then, um, rewards and stuff like that too so uh there's there's definitely a lot of content here i just wasn't i probably didn't do it justice in my video because i died both times and or excuse me i got injured both times and trying to rescue it uh because you basically each building you go into right now at least at this stage of where i'm at each building i'm going through is generated differently so randomly generated um and I have to go through and find a way to get out of the building as well as find people to rescue. Um, there's usually two people at this stage. It might be more when I get later on. Uh, rescuing people from buildings is not the only board you get into. If you watch the trailer for this game, there's other ways of traversing through uh, the game. Really exciting ways. And I'm hoping to get to that. But the, right now where I'm at, I'm still a rookie, essentially. Still trying to get my way through it, but I'm having a blast and hoping that I'm not going to get discouraged. That's what I worry about is getting discouraged yeah. that I'm not going to make it I've been on the fence on this one. Yeah. I just so, looked up a trailer for it, so it looks, looks actually pretty good. You're right. I love the visuals in this game, and that's what sold me to begin with. It's kind of almost like that 2D HD uh, effect yeah. to it. Um, oh, kind of like a Paper Mario effect to it as well, or like in the on the Wii when it was out on the Wii, that, uh, that 3d effect where it goes to the side or whatever, but still looks 2d. So the visuals on it look great. The way it's playing right now, um, the gameplay is fun. The mechanics are fun. Um, I don't feel like it's a lost cause yet. So, um, uh, hopefully I'll be able to report back on this again next time. But again, fire girl hack and splash disc, uh, rescue DX is what I've been playing as well as the racing game before that Wreckfest. Go check those out. Those videos will be out soon if they're not already out by the time you heard this on our YouTube channel. So that's what I've been playing. Let's move on to the community spotlight.
and in our community. Go ahead. Before we start the the 69 minute timer that we started finished 13 minutes ago. Excellent. <laughs> awesome. So Thanks for the update. If you, if you forget what that was about, just re, rewind <laughs> 80, 83 minutes to figure it, to figure it out. Okay. We're not telling, we're not telling you. <laughs> All right. So, this is where we highlight our awesome community and their questions. And also we mentioned some of our contests that are going on. We don't currently have any new ones going at this moment, but look for our social media channels to see the latest one we have going on in July. Once July hits, we'll have a new contest then giving away a game, which I think we had a poll up for which game we'd be giving away. Don't know where that stands right now, but you can go to our Twitter page to see that uh, poll there as well as we have all kinds of things going on in our discord as well, where we do, you know, things between the monthly mayhem that the, the dads after dark show does and the strikers club uh, and that they're doing there. Um, the exercise one or the chubby one <laughs> they're doing there. Uh, so we got all kinds of stuff going on there. I can't keep track of all that stuff. So, and I, Oh, and that's right. The, the bounty boards, the um, achievements that the Game Pass news guys are doing over there. Um, so, yeah, lots of stuff going on. So, but with that, let's go on to the, some of the community questions we got going on. Uh, all from Discord this week. And if I missed anything from emails, I apologize. Jesse, I don't know if there was anything in the emails. I didn't, I didn't see any. Okay. All from Discord, it looks like. So, um, Let's start off with Chris HL94, our popular NHL94 guy. Um, after the huge revelation on the dinner table, last one that we were on last month, that I was DJ Showtime in a previous life, I have to ask the dads, did you know, Jesse, did you know? I did not know. And further, why haven't you used this, my celebrity status on the podcast? Uh, I just want to clarify that this, I was not that big of a DJ. <laughs> I did DJ. Yes. And my DJ name, although I didn't advertise it as such, I jokingly would call it DJ showtime because I could capitalize the T I M and showtime and say Tim within the word showtime. So, you know, I was clever back in the nineties, right? So late nineties, early two thousands. but anyways, I did do DJing for parties and weddings. Uh, I, I was, it was my own little business and it was mainly just for friends. That's hard work. So kudos to those DJs out there to do that stuff. Cause that's hard work, but I had a blast doing all that stuff. Then I, then I mentioned that the closest that I got to being a DJ was I was a bingo caller for three years from nine, from nine, you know, 98 to early 2000. B9, B9, <laughs> B4. Before, before what? <laughs> right. I also wanted to ask, this is Chris, Chris HL's uh, continued question. I also wanted to ask all the dads, who else was a secret DJ before they joined the show? <laughs> so there was, uh, I don't know about the DJ stuff, but if you don't remember, Jesse, Justin, and Gary were part of a boy band at one time, right? 
Yeah, as real of a boy band as my movie career with Leonard. That's right. You're a famous dude, man. So, (laughs) (laughs) all right. On to the next question from Mecca. Would not be right if we did not have a Mecca Dragon 101 question. So, and here's his question. I just saw this watch mojo that I think would make for a good question. What are some video game terms or just things especially in video games from back in the day that millennials or younger people won't know about today. I think, I think I don't remember who said it might've been Blanco, but uh, uh, paddle accessory required. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Adam, you got any? No, the only way I think about it is, and I don't even know if it has an official name is that when you had to have the expansion pack for the, 64 the 64 itself yeah yeah I, I saw and i don't know who it is this online company that sells used old games and they sold a copy of donkey kong 64 and they had to also ship an expansion pack and i was looking in the comments people were like why did they why was an expansion pack necessary it's because <laughs> the system wouldn't play the game right or you can even go one system for back for further and talk about the FX chip, how cartridges had to have that extra chip in order mm. to do these fancy things on the cartridge. Yeah. Well, I also remember the, talking about yeah, has been about doing that lights. too. True. True. The, the lights for game boys. Yes. So you could buy and plug in the side dad. And my son has a Game Boy, an old Game Boy. And he's like, what's this port for on the side? It looks weird. It's like, <laughs> that's where you plugged in the light. Accessories. You for accessories, yes. Yeah, I think another Aren't thing I said, in, another answer I put in that thread was, you know, like, because you can't patch a cartridge game, the, the Nintendo and other companies would sometimes put out revisions to it. So the only way to get the revision is to buy the game again. So yes. I said, hey, let's trade in our old copy of Ocarina and Time to buy the update. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I'm just I'm still trying to think of uh video games from back in the day that millennials or younger won't know about today. Well, uh, how about the uh, e-reader? Yeah. <laughs> e-reader was I never had an e-reader. Use a use a card to add your uh, hidden items, like in, DLC via cards. Yes, DLC via yeah. cards to add extra content to or, Super Mario Three, or something that I've had was reminded of when I was getting my Famicom disk system set up, is having to tune a TV to a specific channel to play your console. Yes, that's right. Channel two or three. Yep. Yeah. Not in and your then, case, Jesse, but yeah, in the, in the Famicom <laughs> case, the switch says channel one or channel two, which actually corresponds to channel 95 or 96 in uh, North American frequencies. There you go. Very cool. Also, he had add a question to this. What games are you dads getting from the steam summer sale this week? Adam, do you buy any steam games? I nothing. I rarely buy steam games. Jesse. Um, I buy Steam games from time to time. Um, not often. You know, I, I think 
like lawnmower sim not lawnmower simulator but uh power wash simulator power wash. was one of the last ones i bought last year i originally bought it last year as a joke that i streamed on father's day and i i ended up really liking the game and i haven't i haven't played it since it's gone full launch like it was it was early access but i i had played through every scenario in the game nice so nice. i i thought i should now that the game is fully launched, or if if it hasn't, it will soon. I should uh, update it and see if there's any new scenarios, or if I've still tapped out on everything. Nice. Now, if I had the Steam Deck, I probably would be into the summer sale, but uh, I don't, and I did not put an order in for one. <laughs> so, I I I do play PC games every now and then, but. Uh, yeah, I'm not looking to go buy more games to add to my backlog. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy a lot of you know, I don't buy a lot of Steam games. Most of my Steam Steam library is the result of like humble bundle bundles. Like I don't I haven't heard of them doing that in a while, but they used to have humble bundle groups, bundles of games all the time where you you know, you spend yes. 30, you know, 20 or 30 bucks and you get like 10 games. Yes. Yeah, that's true. All right. So great questions, Mecca. Now we got a question from a community member discord. His name is X long X. Uh, his questions are, there are games or excuse me, are there games that when you see the trailer, you are super excited for it. In fact, would have bought it if it released that day, but it has a release date eight months down the road. And by the time it releases, you have lost all interest in getting it. Do you remember I, any games like that? I think the only game that's really happened to me was Card Shark. Okay. I, I it was interesting. It was, sounded interesting to me when I first when they first announced the game, and then when they kind of did a more deep dive trailer, I'm like, this isn't the game I want to play. So I, okay. I didn't I didn't buy it. I can't think of any recently. I know there have been. I just can't. Off the top of my head, I can't think of any. I tend to, the difference is, though, is I tend not to watch a lot of really early stuff, which is why I've liked what Nintendo has been doing as of late, where you're getting a direct in, like, what? We got a direct in February, and those games are coming out now. Um, So we're talking six months. Um, But, like, I could see this happening with Fable. Um because they announced it, they showed off that ten-second little little teaser thing, and they talk about who's developing it and all this stuff. And every time I hear something new, like that's just a little drop of information, I feel like I'm getting less excited for it. Like my my hype level is not as high as it was when it was like, "Whoa, new Fable!" And now it's like, yeah. "Oh, this is who's doing it." And I'm like, "Hmm." So I think Fable might be that one. Okay. By the time it comes, I might just be out. For me, I, I, I think there's probably a better one, but I think Strikers is one for me where when it was announced, I was excited about it. Was like, oh, sweet, a new Strikers game, you know, because all the, the hype the previous ones got. Uh, but then when it finally rolled out, it's just like I ended up, like I said, not getting it because I evaluated instead of just. There's something to be said about a game being launched 
within a window of hype to where it's like, okay, here they announced it. You're hyped for it. You're all gung ho for it. So within that window could be different for all of us. Cause I think his next question is, is like, what is the time frame that a game would have to come out to still have your interest for each of us? It's probably different for me. It's probably, you know, within a couple of weeks, if I'm still hyped for the game, I'm going to probably buy it. Like I intended to, when I first saw it, but if I have any longer to think about it and evaluate it, like I did with strikers where I was like, you know what? My kids aren't probably going to be interested in playing this with me. Yes. The community is playing it, but I suck at this type of stuff. So, and I don't play it. The reason why I suck at it is it, it suck at it is because I don't play it enough to get good at it. So, because I'm playing everything else or don't have the time. So my time is limited to get and good then at when it. you do play it, you spend more time responding than actually playing. <laughs> right. So it was more of a reevaluation saying, okay, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't get this and, you know, or at least I didn't pre-order it. So who knows? It might yeah. change that I may style still end up buying it. Um, but that's when it's like after a few weeks, when I start evaluating it more is when I might change it. Or if there's no money already spent on it, like there's been cases to where, did I get buyer's remorse on maybe a limited run thing? Not really. I don't think because that's a little bit different because the pre-order's up and I don't want to lose that, I guess. Um, and it's usually games that are already out. So I guess what it comes more so is like, okay, I have to wait a f- several months to get that limited run game. So I'll end up buying digitally <laughs> if I really want to play it that bad. But Yeah, I have buyer's remorse often yeah. and I think it's because... Oh, I get that a lot. And I, I don't know if it's a, a Canadian thing, but I remember, so I didn't buy, um, and I was super hyped for, for Dragon Quest Builders coming to Switch, and I didn't buy it. And it got to a point where it was no longer in stores, and to buy a copy in Canada was a hundred and something dollars. Found out through a friend in the US that he bought it at GameStop for 25 bucks, but in Canada it was stupid expensive. And so... When Nino Cooney started coming out, I snapped them up and, and I didn't play them right away, but I snapped them up because I was like, I don't want to miss this. And you can still buy that at GameStop here. Like it's so cheap. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man. So like, it's that, that's the stuff that, that gets me now. Right. Not knowing I could be super hyped for a game or even somewhat hyped for a game but not knowing what that release, like what the availability of a game is going to be is now what throws me. That's what throws me now. Like a, a first party Nintendo title for sure. I'll be able to buy that in six years, 10 years. Um, but some of these ones that are coming over from Japan and you're like you, when you're looking at those limited run games, yeah, it's like, Oh man. But I think when you mentioned strikers, I got it because my kids wanted it, but that is one that I, lost interest in over time same as you i was hyped super hyped because i have fond memories of playing past striker games yeah if nintendo had a longer than six was it even six months five months from when they announced it march april may june i can find out seems like forever (laughs) i think it was february too was it not i don't remember it was it was february when they announced it yeah yeah so four months I think that highlights, and, and, and maybe this is a hot take. I don't think it is. 
I think it highlights how poor of a launch Strikers was that I was able to lose so much hype for a title over four months. Like to me, four months is not a long time between a game announced and a game launch. Yeah. When you think about how far in advance PlayStation and Microsoft are announcing games, like Nintendo gave us four months and I lost hype for a game. I love soccer. I love Mario. This, this should work for me. And it was just those four months, the whole thing just fell apart when you're like, there's not going to be anything here to play. There's going to be no, I couldn't even imagine if they had stretched this over six or eight months, what they would have done. Right. So true. Yeah. That was, that was a hard one for me. I agree with you on that. As you were talking about that, I read what Ebisol said. Zelda thinks you have players remorse on breath of the wild to me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Ebisol. Thanks a lot, sir. Oh man. That's awesome. All right. And so most most of the time, if if I see a trailer and I'm excited for the game, I, I stay excited, even if it's two years. But mm-hmm. but you know, uh, but yeah, he's but, more selective than us, Tim. I I, I am I, I am excited about far less than most people are excited for. Yeah. Well, and X Long said that his his is most apply his reactions are usually applied to indie games and not first party switch games. So he, he tends to lose that, uh, that will to buy, I guess on indie games or cause a lot of times if we, as we've seen, and I can't remember off the top, any off the top of my head, we see indie games mentioned in the indie showcase. Um, and we never hear about it again for a very long time. I shouldn't say never for a long time. We don't hear about it. And we're wondering where is it? Silk song. Where is it? (laughs) So is silk song. One of those things where you might lose interest or is it holding its weight? I guess too. Yeah. Maybe it's, or maybe it's relit because the Xbox showed it off, you know? So, and everybody's wondering, Ooh, is Nintendo going to drop it when they do theirs? So who knows? I have, I have a shorter leash for indie games for sure. <laughs> right. Like the fact that Mini Motorways was, I mean, it was on other platforms before Switch, but the fact that it was shown off at the showcase, announced it was coming later that day. If it hadn't been that way, it's probably a game I never would have touched. So for me, it was a little bit different um, because I, I found out they were doing Mini Motorways and I was able to play a demo of it or the, the version of it on Steam. So this is an example of being able to play a game on Steam because I was doing an interview with the developers on that one. And uh, so I wanted to play it because I really loved the um, mini, um, what's the name of that train one? Mini. Uh, I know what you're talking the, about. What's that? I know what you're talking about, but I, the name's slipping me. Yeah. Oh, geez. Anyways, the one that's the mini subways, essentially, <laughs> where you're doing all the different tracks for that. I really love that game. And that one came out for the Switch as well as mobile and all that kind of stuff. And then when I found out Mini Motorways was coming, their sequel to that game, um, I got really excited, wanted to play it, got to play it on Steam, interviewed them and found out that it wasn't coming until 2022, beginning of 2022, but it obviously got delayed. Um so I already knew it was coming, but I didn't lose interest 
Uh, I didn't play it as much anymore on Steam, although I played, you know, I would play it off and on on the computer while I was waiting for it. But then I stopped because I was just like, okay, I'm going to wait till it comes out on the Switch. Thankfully, it has uh, cross progression. Mm-hmm. So if you were playing on Steam, you're able to carry over your Steam um, saves and stuff like that, which was really cool. But for that one, for me, I didn't lose interest on that one, even though it was way out for me understanding when it was coming out. I guess it just depends how much you have experienced it. I think that's why. Yes. Because I'm that way with, um, I don't know if you've played Let's Build a Zoo on, on Steam. I've heard about it, but no, I haven't. But it's it. coming to Switch sometime okay. in 2022, but there's no <laughs> announcement. But like, I enjoyed it so much on Steam that I'm the same way. Like whenever, okay. that, if that game launches in 2023, it's day one, I'll buy it and I'll play You'll it. Be ready. I know what it is. There you go. Yeah, see, that's what I was trying to get at too, is I think it's just different for all of us. There's going to be a certain window, certain things that just, you know, like for me, Metroid Prime 4, it's like, yeah, all I saw was the title. I'm still hyped for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm ready for it. (laughs) So, but yeah, great question, Next Long. Great question. So um, that's it for the questions that we got this week. Again, if I missed your questions, uh, just let us know in the um, actually or feedback in Discord. Let us know. Uh, and we'll try to add it to the next show. Um, let's talk about the Nindad's family of podcast spotlight. I'll go over a brief summary of what's been going on in our other podcasts. So you go check them out if, if you are interested, like our game pass news group, those guys over there, they, they dropped episode 58. The episode title is called Jabba the Nook. <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. I'm sure that has something to do with their weight loss, which also has something to do with some of these topics, like the biggest losers, Nick and Sean talk about being the biggest losers in podcasting, which I think they were the top uh, weight loss people in, in their, in their chubby discord channel. <laughs> uh, they examine Redfall and Starfield, uh, their favorite Xbox, the Bethesda showcase drops, their uh, surprise drops. And also they talk about the things that happened this week in game pass. Uh, so go check them out, take a listen, especially if you're overwhelmed with all that happens in game pass, it's a great cut podcast to listen to, to get uh, an idea of what to play, especially if uh, you kind of follow what they like to play. Then of course, like I talked about before dad's after dark show, they dropped episode one Oh two. Nintendo's about to make us very happy is the title of that one. They talk about their Father's Day, their gaming uh, summer game fest favorites, and the pre-order failure that was X-Blade, excuse me, (laughs) X-Blade, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, Adam, by the way, did you have any uh, issues with that as well? Did you try to get that uh, special edition? No, I... I think younger me would have been all over it, but older me is like, this is more stuff I got to put somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's a whole other topic. Talk that about is a stuff. whole other topic. <laughs> stuff. Yes. And then our other uh, podcast in the, in our family podcast is retro logic, which they have actually three different podcasts going. Uh, they d- recently dropped episode eight uh, on topic retro, where John talks with Chris, our very own Chris HL and Wondrous Will about Bionic Commando. They talk about that. Uh, they uh, Episode 82 of Retro Logic dropped, where they talk about beat-em-up games. And then episode 25 of Retro Groove, uh, they talk about 
uh, albums that dropped or sold 25 million copies. And by the way, Retro Groove is on hiatus for the summer as they get ready to do their next season, if you will, of their uh, podcast. But I highly recommend that if you haven't listened to them, now's the time to catch up with them, especially if you're into music. Great topics that they talk about over there. Uh, so with that, anything else we you anybody want to mention before we close out the show? Jesse? Uh, I think, can't think of anything. <laughs> Adam, any last words? <laughs> no, just thanks for having me on. I really, this was fun. Yes, thank you again for coming on. It was a blast having you on and uh, can't wait to have you on again. Uh, that link we sent you before, again, you can always use that link. Uh, that same link should work and feel free to schedule yourself another time. I probably will. All right, cool. With that, this is where we close out the show. And we want to thank all of our subscribers, wherever you're at, YouTube, Twitch, Patreon, wherever. Thank you so much for following us and subscribing to us. Right now, we're over 6,250 subscribers on YouTube, and we've got 1,377 followers on Twitch, as well as 42 Twitch subscribers. So very much appreciative of you using your uh, so your money to subscribe to us or using your Amazon uh, Prime subscriptions, your free subscription there to give it to us. So we appreciate it very much. Again, doing those things in Twitch or in our Patreon will get you into our Discord. Come join us there for a good time. <laughs> Don't forget to use uh, Nindads at Manscaped for 20% off or Gooder for a percentage off there. Um I think there's another place we can use it. Uh, the drinks. What was that? Uh, I can't remember the drink's name. They're not, it's not nearby me. I can't remember. Is it the Glitch? Glitch. Thank you. Glitch Energy Drinks. Jeez. <laughs> you can use the <laughs> Nindads there as well to get 10% off. The, oh, I knew that. Out there. <laughs> it glitches everywhere. <laughs> get their stuff. Anyways, check out our merch store via nintendodads.org slash slash merch man my my mouth is not working huge thanks to our part uh patreon producers dave ernsberger solo something alexander ocampo rj kern and chad benoist thank you all so much for your patreon producer levels as well as all our patreon subscribers again thank you so much at any level Check out our website again at nintendodads.org where you can find our latest videos, our latest tweets, podcast information, our blog about Father's Day. Even though Father's Day is passed, you can still find some good information there and our favorites there. All kinds of good stuff there. You can also find us anywhere on social medias using Nintendads, Nintendo Dads, excuse me. You can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. Or call in and leave us a voicemail. Yes, the good old-fashioned voicemail where Marty is waiting for you to get your call there <laughs> and take your voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS or 929-256-3237. Give us some voicemails. We haven't got a good amount of voicemails in a while. I think that would be fun. Maybe we'll just do a, uh, an episode just full of voicemails. That would be fun, right, Jesse? Sure. He says no. I, that just means it's a lot. It's that, that much more work for me. Right. He's going to wait. He's like, <laughs> wait till I go on vacation for that. <laughs> so big thanks to OC Remakes for the music you th hear throughout the show. And right now, 
and download from your favorite podcast app of choice like CastBox, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Music, or Spotify. And if you can leave a review, please do so. Five stars. Or if it's anything lower, go give it to the mega dads, like we always say. So with that, this is Tim, Jesse, Adam, and for an absent Marty and Justin, we'll check you later. Bye-bye. And good night, peace. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. If this is your jam, you are screwed up.